Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The Savant Boys back in the building. How we all feeling? Good we got to celebrate. Yeah. This ain't just Black History <laughs> Month right now. We got to celebrate our guy right here. Another year around the sun. How you feeling, Ryan? Feeling oh, a little bit older, yeah, man? Feeling very, good? Very. Feeling all right, man? Yeah, Happy belated birthday, man. Good to join you guys in the 38 Club. Oh, oh. yeah. Everybody's 38 now. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm feeling older every single year. I know. I can't wait to hit 40. I don't know about y'all, but I can't wait to hit 40, man. I feel like that's a special little age. I can go out and party. I finally got some money to go out and do it. And you know what? And you know what? I thought about you this past week, uh, Sean, because my wife talking about going to the casino for my my father-in-law's birthday. Which one, you know? Uh, Firekeepers. Okay, you're going to like it. Yeah, Firekeepers is great. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, I was like, ah, man, I bet Sean going to be telling me, hey, man, you got to go to this table. You got to go to this table. (laughs) This this slot machine right here is the one you want to go to. Like, all right. Yeah, let me know, man. I might join you guys to go out there and show you what to do, man. It's uh, it's always an experience, you know. I'm not going to show you how to lose all your money or nothing, but if you... They said newcomers usually win. First timers usually win. So you might mess around and win. You never know. So you know if I if I leave there like with more money than I came there with, yeah, it's gonna be a plus. Even if it's five dollars, man, I'm right. like I'm walking out with five hundred dollars. Right. The, the, the 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 aim is to leave even. If you can get even, you you did all right. You know because the odds are against your ass for sure. So yeah, so. yeah, man. Well, we gonna celebrate you this episode, Ryan. Man, I appreciate that. Man, we appreciate you know, we, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you joining the podcast, man. You you definitely added another part of this podcast that we definitely needed more knowledge. Yeah. Still working on you getting on time. I should have bought you an alarm <laughs> clock for your birthday. <laughs> I was oh, like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do that to him, man. As long as, long as he show up, man, we good. Yeah, man, he's getting here quicker every week now. So yeah, he's getting here. It's a lot better than it was. Yeah, so yeah. yeah so it's your memory ain't gone. Uh, man, but everybody, thank you for tuning in to Cinemax Vance. Welcome back to the greatest podcast in the world. Sean over here, yes, Ryan sir. right next to me. I'm yes, Tommy, sir. your host. Thank y'all for joining us. If you haven't already, look us up on Facebook, Instagram. No, keep the keep the good vibes going, y'all. We're trying to give y'all some education, give y'all some good tunes right now because we're going to celebrate. Ryan, did you do anything special for your birthday? Um, Not really. Not really. Yeah, I pretty much uh, talked to family. I know you got over. <laughs> exactly. People yeah. give less and less of a shit about their birthday as they get older. Real like, talk. Uh, yeah. You're like, oh, no, I didn't do nothing, man. I just went out to Applebee's, man. Got me a little two for 20 or something like that. I'm like, oh, man, that's all you did? I just carried out. Yeah. yeah steak, I did carry out shake. Yeah. famous, uh, my favorite Chinese restaurant. Uh, hung out with the, with my pops and talked to family all day over the phone. Uh, I think I might have had Goodfellas playing in the background on the TV. Nice. So, uh, oh, always thankful for, for a weekend birthday date. Yeah. That's yeah. dope, man. My, my birthday now is in the middle of the week. That sucks. I don't like middle of the week birthdays. Yeah, that's got weird. The weekend. Yeah, mine was actually True. on a Saturday, and I actually celebrated somebody else's birthday on my birthday. Yeah, that sucks. Because he turned 60, and, you know, that was that's bigger, a big deal. big deal than turning 38. And I decided, you know what, he's a good friend. My good friend, the Carl Weathers lookalike, Tyrone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. And he, it was a big deal for him. We had a 70s party, and everybody wore afros and 70s gear. Uh, I wouldn't even need a costume Yeah, for that. yeah. I was out there looking like. I'll be sure or some shit from the 80s, but it was actually the 70s. Uh, but, uh, no, it was a good time. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't need a, 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 a costume with your afro there coming out if you could get your afro out. But, uh, yeah, my birthday was on a Saturday, so next year it'll probably be on a Sunday, I think. So, uh, yeah, having a weekend birthday, you can actually uh, do, actually celebrate on your birthday, you know, get people to come out with you. So, Oh, yeah. yeah and let me say a, a quick time. skip you yeah. to the NFL being greedy. I don't blame you for your greed. But you screwed me out of my once every five years Super Bowl birthday. What? For the, for the most of my life, the NFL was sixteen weeks. Then every four or five years, I would happen to have a Super Bowl on my birthday. 
some a lot of times Super Bowls on February. Oh, because they extended the season. Yeah, yep, they added an the extra game. Those days are over with. Well, at least you got uh, flag Pro Bowl game. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was more interesting than what they usually give yeah, us. Yeah, but I couldn't watch I've it. I've never yeah. been a Pro Bowl Me neither. fan myself. They don't when even was the last time either. you've seen anybody watch the Pro Bowl? No, I don't even know why they still got that. I used to watch the competitions. Like they like the throwing competition, yeah, yeah. quarterback accuracy, and all that stuff. You know, that is fun to watch. But after that, I was like, I don't really care about football until they get back to the Super Bowl. Now right. let's go back to my regular life, watching yeah, the NBA. Well, it stuff. is. Speaking of Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl week, so congratulations to everybody, all the men in the world. This is our weekend coming up. Exactly. So, uh, you, well, I don't know where you guys are going to watch it, but uh, I'm gonna be at home. My wife already the, got the grocery shopping done. Okay. okay. Nice. Bought me yeah. my wings. Bought me yeah. my pizza. Got yeah. me some nachos coming too, man. Yeah. Most oh, of, man, it's going to be a nice little oh, Sunday. I'm going to be knocking time. on your door at 6 I know. O'clock. It sounds Damn. like a good time. Well, you know I know how to cook wings, man. Yeah, well, like, you do. You talk. can throw down. You can throw down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Carl, uh, I keep saying Carl with Tyrone, but <laughs> he does look like Carl Weathers. Uh, but he invited me out, so I might, might go over there. And he always barbecues, and we all take shots and watch the uh, Super Bowl. So that's a good time. I usually take the next day off because, I, you know, I like to look at it as a holiday. But I'm not going to do that this year. I'm just going to go <laughs> and enjoy and get a little tipsy-wipsy and um, – Root for the Chiefs. I'm rooting for the Chiefs because I got you money. You're for the Chiefs. I'm I got money the, on them. I'm so. going for the Eagles. Is, is that who you're rooting for? Is that who you think? That's, that's my Super Bowl pick. My Super Bowl pick is going to be I the don't Eagles. Want, I don't really care, but I, I did put money on it. I got $75 right now on the Chiefs. Are they considered so, the underdog in this? I think the Chiefs are the I underdog. think Chiefs are the underdog. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with – I think Patrick Mahomes is – is just that much better. He's more prime right now. Not healthy. So he's not healthy, but he gave him some time off. I think he's got. A, I think they have a better offense uh, for for now. I won't say better, but they have a little more experience than the Eagles do. I think they do. They've been to Super Bowl two. Oh, just you know, like their third the, Super Bowl yeah. in like five years. Yeah, they're turning yeah. into new Patriots. Yeah, yeah. So and Patrick Mahomes is he's much a, better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So and you know, matter no matter what, black people win two black quarterbacks yes, in the same yes, Super Bowl. That's man. good, man. No, man. You know that, that deserves a round of applause for right sure, there, man. Black Black people are winning. Yeah, we are doing No matter what, yeah. we are winning. You that know is what? Salute to you, Ryan, too, man. Round of applause for your birthday, man, for making happy, another happy year. Birthday, man. Oh, happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, yes. man. Thank yes. you, fellas. We would have never thought back in high school we would say 38, you know. That's a weird 18 saying. seems like it was 18 yesterday. was a big deal. Like, ooh, can't wait till I'm 18. Now I'm like, God damn, I'm almost 40. I'm almost 40. Now you got you to plan the 40th, man. Yes. So next thing, next thing you know, man, we're going to have a 40th little birthday. We're going to yeah. all go to the casino. Oh, man. We all go broke. It's going to be like the hangover, but <laughs> you know better. <laughs> Ryan eating pizza out of a cu- uh, couch cushion. Oh, man, first that. off, man, that's, yeah. that's not happening. <laughs> let's imagine this correctly. Ryan going to be... He's going to be late. Yes. He's going to be late. We're going to be halfway done, done with the night. Ryan's going to show up like, oh, man, I just got there. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be broke because I lost everything the first 20 minutes. <laughs> so I got a pop, drinking a pop, walking around, talking to motherfuckers. So it's that would be a good time, man. That would be super fun. That's a good wait. idea. But we're almost there. You know what I mean? I'll be 39 in September, so I, that, that, I'm right on the cusp, right on the doorstep of 40. Yeah, so, buddy. Yeah. I'm not scared of 40, but I'm not looking not, forward to it. I'm not. It's just going to feel different. It's kind of – I. 30 wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be, but, man, 40, whoo, that sounds scary. 40, 40 feels like a reset to me. It could be. It's it going to feel be. like a reset. Like, I'm like, all right, I got all my responsibilities done. By the time I'm 40, my kids should be damn near out of the house. Right. Man, me and the wifey can probably do all the stuff that we've been trying to do because we we had kids pretty young. Man. Yeah. We, having kids are young, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Y'all don't get, I ain't get all my hoeing out. <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did, and to, it's, I guess it's to each his to each his own. But 
Uh, I do feel you. Sometimes you get married when you're young. You don't you don't really get to experience all that. But uh, it's a double edged sword. You know, what I mean, like like Chris Rock says, you're you're married and and bored and single and lonely. You know, what I mean, so ain't that the truth, right? So yeah. and, and you know, and I wouldn't look at it like that. When you're married, you you're that's the crescendo to me. That's where you want to be. That's where most people are trying to get. But I saw something the other day. It said eighty percent of marriages that fail. In the in the in the, uh, the divorce papers, it had and eighty percent of the divorce papers had three words, three things: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter were in them. And what so, yeah, the they were fuck? saying that, that social generation. media was partially responsible for ruining a lot of marriages. And that it just shook me up. Like, God damn, people are losing, jumping in people's DMs, shooting their shot, uh, meeting up with yeah, the ex. You know what I mean? I like, you know, you, it was the eighty percent of divorces nowadays had something revolving around social media. And it was just our generation is to blame. We are losing our minds over social media. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I I post on there, but to get into that much trouble when you married or have a relationship that you, you, you're, you're not right. You know? So I told you, I told you, TikTok's the devil. Yeah. Facebook ain't no better. Instagram. Nope. Nope. Ain't nothing but thirst traps. I ain't never seen so many, so many women over there posting. You know, you know how they be trying to trick you, man. It's a yeah, big thirst strike. It is. It is. Like, like really, really, they just happen to catch you, man, laughing on the <laughs> on the beach, sun glistening, right? Like, really, one little drop rolling off your shoulder of rain and that's shit. a like, job man. now to the people. That's fucking crazy. It that is. being on it. Instagram is mm-hmm. a job right now. Instagram model. What the hell kind of day and age are we living what in? Right if, hell? if you gotta look at the bright side of things, at least they're not getting screwed up by these model agencies and. Packing a lunch pail in a backpack and traveling out to California, trying to break into the model industry, they can do it from wherever they're born and raised from. Yeah, if yeah. They there's have a hot there's more independence for sure. In that, like, just how we would laugh at Instagram models, they probably laugh at the same idea of like guys having you know damn near careers being on uh, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. video games all day for a living. I think Chad Ochocinco do that does that for a living. He plays FIFA. He Always post about FIFA all the time. That's that must be his new job right now, just playing people on FIFA. It would be hard, unless you're making money. It'd be hard to meet a woman. Like, what do you do? Oh, I play video games all day. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, sorry. really? I take pictures all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll talk to you tomorrow, maybe. And uh, you know, like that, that's not the most ideal thing to say to a woman. Is not I play video games. Most all of day. the time, they don't even yeah. ask for your number. They say, "Oh, what's your what's your handle?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. What's your Instagram? And and I saw that too. Is like if you meet a girl and they want to add you on Instagram right away or snapchat this dude was talking he was like don't do it he was like because they're not gonna go nowhere with you you know what i mean they're they're living in that world if you're not getting their number and setting up a date and trying to go somewhere don't be adding people on instagram and snapchat and all i don't even you know all that shit is dumb i barely mess with that stuff i'll get on facebook everything else that's i'm not even interested i'm past it now you know i thought i know i'm growing I'm getting older and I'm thinking of stuff more logically now. Like, why the fuck we need this stuff, you know? So I'm about to yeah. say, if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't care about Instagram. Yeah, at all. yeah. I mean, I barely get on there. I'll get on there and I just okay. look. I get I get caught in that rabbit hole that you speak of. I mess around, get down this rabbit hole. But ne- what I'm watching is either is fishing or sports stuff or other sports stuff. I'm, I'm watching, on Instagram, yeah, because like, once you like like something and stuff like they show you that the algorithm starts adding that to my you know my views. And next thing I know, I'm all, I'm watching deep sea fishing out in Alaska somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> God damn, I'm, you know, I'm watching the deadliest catch right now. You know what I mean? Like That's I, more family friendly yeah, yeah. than my Instagram. I mean, it is, but I, I like that stuff too. Don't get me wrong, but 
like my Facebook and stuff. I'm, I'm not watching nothing important. It's just random stuff, you know. So yeah, people do post a little bit too much about yeah. their personal stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all. It, it, Facebook is a validation place, you know. What I mean, and all Instagram, for to be honest, which is all about validation, and we all guilty of it. I mean, I do it too, but it's to the extent that some people go. It, it doesn't have to be that way, you know. So a lot yeah. of us are just social misfits at this yeah, point. Like, yeah. you ever seen a Facebook friend in, in real life? No. Oh well, I got a few, and that's it. You know, I don't have a like, thousand. Oh man, of... shit! I saw you post. Yeah. Like, like, they mm-hmm. look at you like they don't know you. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, just hit like, man. Like, don't, don't talk to me in real life. Yeah, for sure. For I, sure. I got a, and you all. Everything you guys just said is valid. I got to have the flip side of this coin, though. There are positives because I keep in touch with my family far more than what I would. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and there's p- people I went to school with who I've lost contact with post elementary school, post middle school, post high school, and we reconnected on there. There's a Southside classmate uh, from Vietnamese origin. I hope you guys know him. His name is Kit Ma. There was a guy mm-hmm. we went to Southside with called Kit Ma. We had a math class in middle school and. We used to just talk about video games. He was one of my best friends in middle school. But once we got to high school, we didn't have any class together. We kind of lost touch. But, yeah, him get, getting a friend request from people I haven't connected with in years is a good positive. And them seeing their updates on their family and what they're doing nowadays as we're aging, I would have never had that without social and network. that's what it was meant to do but yeah. we've taken it to another extreme and that's that's nice and that's cool but that's not what you're going to see all the time you're, you're, you're just being people seeking attention seeking validation for the most part you know so. Man, it's easy to just keep scrolling oh yeah it's you, just you, like you it, three paragraphs yeah, today but, was a rough day in the, uh, yeah, yeah but yeah. they just need some some people really do need to, to reach out but for the most True. part I, I mean I do talk to my family too and that's I think that's what originally well it wasn't originally because it was just a college thing at first right Facebook but I mean for the most part people have taken this since it became live like Facebook with all the sponsors and stuff and all that it's it's really taken off you know what I mean so uh, people want people to know you you curate yourself on Facebook you never tell the bad shit you're always telling the good shit and uh, I think people get drunk off of that you know what I mean so that's how I look at it so you know, to me, going to Facebook is just like back in the day going to Grandma's house. <laughs> Grandma give you give you all the updates yes, on everybody yes, in the it family. Is, it does. Oh, it does. you know, Kevin, he just graduated this year, <laughs> man. You point. know, yeah. Lucille just had a baby. Yeah. Oh, what's Mar- his name? Just turned six this year. Yeah, they got diabetes, and I mean, like, goddamn. Yeah, because you know, everybody got to download on the Grandma because Grandma's yeah. gonna call and check up on you. Oh, yeah, so yeah, sure. you go to Grandma's house, you pretty much, hey, what's going on with the family? Like, yeah. What's going on with everybody? Facebook is just like, and this is another window of looking into somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like any other tool if you use it incorrectly it can hurt you but yeah, if you use it right man it's a very valuable right, you know, tool right. to have and then they're going to show you what they want you to see you're not going to show you that you know they got you know bills piling up or you know, sometimes they might but most of the stuff is what people want you to see you know so if i see anybody with a with a money phone in their head i'm like man you broke as fuck <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's up with you like you just got your tax return back, right, man. You right. like, hey, give me all fives. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna stack that shit up. I'm like, shut up, man. Shut up. I don't. You you're broke as hell. <laughs> you work at sanitation, man. You ain't making that much. Money. <laughs> oh oh man. man, let, let me let me get over that, man. Yeah. I love making fun of my my Facebook friends. Like, hell, man, y'all ain't got no lives going on, man. Y'all post way too much to me for me to be laughing at. Sean, you, you on that too, man? I saw what you posted today. I'm like, uh, man, there goes Sean again. <laughs> Sean is enlightening me. I was talking to my buddy. He was, was just telling me about you know you need to find somebody and to to spend the rest of your life with because you know most women you're gonna find are crazy 
And he said, and you, the one you marry is going to be crazy because your ass is crazy. And it just had me rolling because it was so true. Everybody has a little bit of crazy in them. You know what I mean? And That's uh, very it's true. It's very true. And then uh, you're not going to find somebody and just, just going to have a, they're going to be Mother Teresa. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're going to find something. It's going to be something. We I mean, you just talked about it yesterday, Ryan. You know what I mean? It's, it's always something. You know what I mean? So, uh, but... Somebody could say the same thing about me, you know what I mean? So I have to be a little more cognizant of that. So yeah, but I don't. I mean, I try to. I post fun stuff. You know, I try to be you know light lighthearted for the most part. So. Oh no, my, my wife already know I'm, I'm a little bit off, and I'm like you a little bit off, man. Let's, yeah. let's be off together, yes, man. Yes, Shit, yes. man. Yes. Between us, man, we make one perfect person. Yes, like, yeah. Shit. And that's the Good you point. have to find somebody that. Who's crazy and you can deal with it? Like, okay, I know you're crazy. That's good enough for me. You know, what I mean, like, I I know what comes with you and what ticks you off, and you're crazy. But some people's crazy. You don't know. He's like, oh shit. You know, what I mean, I should just right. stay with the last crazy motherfucker. You know, what I mean, because yeah, you don't serious. know what crazy they have, and everybody's especially you know people that have trauma in their life and stuff. That all adds up, and so you just find somebody. You're gonna come with something. You know, what I mean, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a situation. They're gonna have some kind of hang up. And that's what you have to deal with. You know, Tommy's already married me and you, Ryan, we're on that incline, maybe hopefully up to find that. But it's going to be something, you know, and that, I just thought about I thought that was pretty interesting what they told me. So I thought it was cool. Oh, y'all might, y'all might if I throw y'all a curveball. Yeah. You know, since we, we're going to have Valentine's Day coming up pretty yeah. soon. No, to each of us, we'll each answer the question. I ain't going to leave myself out of this, but I exclude myself. If you have like a nice little date for Valentine's Day, what would you say is the perfect date movie to watch? Ooh, great Come question. on, let's give something for the audience, man. Let's bring it back and bring it back to the audience, man. <laughs> you may they, not they, like this one. They need a go-to. Don't you say hereditary, No, man. no, no. Hell no. Hitch with, with Will Smith. Nice I'm, pick. Not, I'm not mad at that one. Yeah. That's the, a real good pick. The Love Watch, Doctor. The Love Doctor. And he's, it's a positive vibe. Uh, you know, this is older. You might not be over what Will Smith did from the, uh, the was it Oscars. Yeah, you might not be over that, but it's a good love movie if you like that. Um, it's Black so, History. Man. Yeah, it's all about it, forgiving. Yes, we forgive Will yeah, Smith now, yes. man. Hitch. I would say Hitch. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. That is a great pick. Yeah, that's. A, I never probably would have watched that movie if you wouldn't have recommended that. Sean. Yeah, yeah. I remember you wanted to see that. Oh, back I, I already, I already got mine, and I'm, I'm just spitballing here. But just to keep it Black History, and this is a coincidence that it is. I would say Brown Sugar. Ooh, Ooh that's a good, good one. one. Yeah, that is a good that one. That is that is a good Black love film mm-hmm. right there. Poetic Justice might be a very close second. How y'all feel about second. loving basketball? Great. That's a great I one. Think it, I think it's pretty good, but more. More as I watch it over and over again, I'm like, I must be more of a brown sugar guy myself. I like how they blend like the hip hop and, you know, because they do the same thing in love of basketball. Like they try to get together, but it don't really work out. And, you know, things go on. Yada, yada, yada. Just... Tyra Banks shows up. Man, Tyra Banks would ruin it. Let me show you. Let me show you. Black History Month. Hey, go, go, go Tyra. Love you. Shout out to your forehead. No, no. Real small forehead. Never been big. No. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, Brown Sugar, I think that's a perfect little date night movie. I mean, if you want to watch like Black Love, because it's not that much out there when it mm-hmm. comes to representation, but good little Black Love story right there, I think that one's a perfect one. Tay Diggs, Snyder Lathan, beautiful, beautiful story. That is a good one. And Valentine's Day likes to fall on a weekday, too. It never just falls on a Saturday. Always a Tuesday or Wednesday. So most people will probably try to celebrate something this weekend. But uh, yeah, man, this is Valentine's Day is for both people. It's an experience for both. Exactly. Um, I'm glad you said it. it's yeah. for both for, people. It's women not like just to for the claim woman. it. No, I gotta disagree with you guys. That is a woman holiday. No, I don't look that, forward to it. Yeah, but that's woman. That's well, I ain't never seen experience. single people celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're doing everything for them. 
No, no, not necessarily. That's I have it. never gotten. I mean, that's just your experience. I've gotten plenty. Okay, of I've, I, not, not, yeah. I'm saying physical presence. So I've never gotten a box of chocolates. Oh, that's, or a yeah. heart shirt. That's because she didn't love you. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's all I got. That no, she didn't no, love you. But this, I've, she didn't buy you a DVD or something. I, I've been told in prior relationships, I expect this. I'm, I'm talking about. You would think it's 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 Christmas or something. We got a plan two weeks ahead about what I'm doing for her. Yeah, it, on I, Valentine's I understand Day. that. And it, it, I might it, get a little fellatio that I haven't gotten. In yeah, a month, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> if you got to wait till Valentine's Day, then goddamn, it got, it's time get to it, get a new relationship. Uh, um, get it where you can. <laughs> oh, no, sweet. don't say that. Like, you might get something. <laughs> Good point. No, no nah, man. Point taken. Valentine's Day should be for both both people. Exactly. Because yeah. what, what, what uh, was it? Steve Harvey says like women have access to sex. Men give access to relationships. Yeah. We ain't in a relationship unless we want to be in it. So yeah, Valentine's right, Day right. only counts if we actually say, hey, like we together, we a couple. All right. Now you guaranteed a gift on my end. You better mm-hmm. reciprocate that back to right, me. Right. I ain't just talking about giving me a back rub and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like, no, buy me something. You know my yeah. personality by now. And you, yeah. You, so you, you guys expect a physical gift. I don't, yes. I'm not me and my wife, a, we exchange gifts. I'm not getting a heart box full of That's chocolate and a tear coming down my eye with a rose or nothing. But they give you what, you know, the opposite. You know what I mean? Like, it could be going out to eat. Uh, take you to a movie. It don't have to be the the typical Valentine's Day shit with a red teddy bear and some you know a heart shaped box. It has, I swear, it, if you go to you go to brother man on the corner with the U haul <laughs> truck full of teddy bears and chocolates, but you are trash. Right, right, <laughs> you are trash. Right, right. You are nothing but trash. If you get like a U haul gift for your girl, you don't love her. Maybe just trying to get some. Don't just make it about Valentine's, but make, make it an experience. Make it something fun for both people, and then you you you, you you're going to get more than fellatio probably. So. Uh, I think I hope hopefully you know, I'm so. just happy I swear, get- if you ever like write a letter or write like a thoughtful like note on like a card don't just say hey love Tommy mm-hmm. you know, like write like something heartfelt in there like hey appreciate you you know putting yep. up with me you know something heartfelt like that goes way better than like a diamond the, necklace little, and thi- and the little things yeah but even that's get nice. that morning that text message man that ain't happy enough happy Valentine's Day damn it man you sound like my kid oh, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on Ryan you gotta step it up a little bit uh, morning text message, yeah, that's something you should probably do every day. Uh, Valentine's Day, go a little bit extra. You ain't got to go and kill yourself and break the brink or nothing. But it's the little things. With women, it's the little things. I'm telling you, I'm not an expert, but I've realized over the years it's the little things. And you can make their day. You don't even got to do nothing big, you know. So, But it is for both, I believe. I believe All right, Ryan, it's your turn to pick a movie, man. I am dying to hear what you think is romance. I, I kind of picked one, uh, the love and basketball. Love and, oh, that's your final answer. Okay, love and um, basketball's not bad. Now, qu- quick question, just to refresh my memory. Brown Sugar. I'm pretty sure I saw that's where Tay Diggs worked for a record company, correct? Yeah, that him and Most Def, and they had a um, old dude from a uh, Soul Food. He was like the basketball player, right? And yeah. I will say that uh, one of the best supporting roles ever was uh, from the the chubby guy from The Wire, who was. Uh, CEO of that record studio. That oh yeah, he played like a. <laughs> he, he was like a knockoff uh, Diddy. Yeah, much. he was like, yeah, we got this white rapper and this black rapper, the hip hop Dalmatians. We can remix uh, <laughs> like, like that. That hoe is mine. <laughs> oh, that, he was one of the. Oh, that guy is awesome. I, I'm ashamed I can't think of his name, I, but I can't. Think he was of one name. of the highlights of the exactly wire. Exactly who you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was great in that movie. That was good. Yeah, shout out to my sister and her husband for allowing me to watch that. That was a movie that I probably missed if I wasn't at my sister's house that summer. That, was, that movie was hilarious. 
Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. All right, so that is Wendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce, yes, that's his name. Thank you, thank you. Because that was gonna bug me. Because like, damn it, I know who you're talking about. He's like, he's one of those actors like you always like see him, but you can't remember his name. Exactly, especially after the wire, he pops up in everything now. Yeah, yeah he, he was awesome. He really does. He's actually in that uh, the new Jack Reacher show that's on Amazon. A couple. Of, that's another show I have to get started on. There's a lot of shows I need to get started on. All right, man. That being said, let's get started on this show. Okay. All well, right. For the for this transition now, standard ovation. I'm just going to take lead because this one I was I was really proud of. I know we've done her already. I'm pretty sure we have, but I have to give her another standard elevation because this young lady just reached EGOT status this past weekend at the Grammys with her audio book, and that is Viola Davis, ladies and gentlemen. She nice. has finally hit that plateau of EGOT. She's the third, I believe the third black uh, female to reach this plateau, and I believe the eighth black artist or... Uh, Actor, actress, musician who's hit this uh, milestone as well. So yeah, that was that, that was a pretty big deal when I saw that. Explain it, to me what he got is please. That's when you win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Oh, okay. Whoopi Goldberg was the first black female to reach this milestone, to reach all those, and I believe Jennifer Hudson has one. Um, uh, who else? John Legend has one. Harry Belafonte, uh, Barbara Streisand. Um, I believe Elton John has one as well. That like there's a long. I think there's only like twenty in the history of the award shows where they actually reach this plateau as far as EGOT. But she is lucky number twenty right now. So Viola Davis. I'll just keep it short and sweet because I know we've given her praise plenty of times before. We really don't have to go all through this all over again. If y'all know who the hell she is, I don't know what the hell happened to your status. And you know, America, you must have just got here and started learning English or something cause, because this woman is a fucking legend. You should know her by now. Mm-hmm. She is a household name, and she is easily one of the greatest actresses to ever grace this planet. And I am blessed to say. I am on the same planet as this this goddess right here. So, standing ovation, Viola Davis, EGOT recipient, finally. You've earned this one. I'm proud of you. You make me proud as a black man. I am so happy to see all your work, see you reach all these plateaus. And once again, can't wait to see what you got in the future for us because this was this is a great milestone right here. Black history, y'all. Black history. We're starting out great right now, man. Black history. Yes, sir. She's a legend. Absolute legend already. All right. Make sure y'all watch The Woman King, too. You guys I haven't seen, seen that. that yeah. I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised. That's right. a good one. I have been going back and watching her old stuff. I, I do like watching her as Amanda Waller in The, the Suicide Squad. Talk about perfect casting. Perfect, yeah. No, she, she does, she's done a really great job like playing that character, DC. If, they, if DC does do this reboot and they get rid of all these, um, these characters and they end up recasting... A small part of me wants her to remain in the DC uh, universe because I think she was the perfect casting as far as Amanda Waller. I can't really see somebody else playing her. Not to that level of quality. Yeah, she's perfect. I think Margaret Robbie was uh, perfect. Harley Quinn. She was another one, too. I yeah. think D, uh, DC did a great job casting-wise. It's just the execution of the material. Yeah, Green the, Lantern, I, they could have done better. Um, Big time, but I don't. that, that wasn't part of the expanded universe DC. This was just a DC property they made into a movie. They didn't have uh, a 10 or 15 year plan a la DCEU MCU, which uh, is going through a complete reboot and we'll never see Henry Henry Cavill again as Superman. And this may be the last time we see uh, the current Aquaman. And we may have already seen the last we've seen of uh, Wonder Woman. So, and what the fuck happened to Cyborg? Yeah, Dis- I feel like that, that was an absolute disgrace. 
An absolute disgrace. He should at least got a somewhat of a boost from his career. I feel like he ain't done a damn thing since uh, the Justice League movie. Yeah, I think Ray he Fisher. won a lawsuit against uh, Josh Whedon for uh, improper treatment on the set. I think he won that lawsuit. Uh, just cold He was a dick. So <sighs> Yeah, but he did all that, and I feel like he ain't done nothing with his career since, which is a damn shame because obviously uh, everybody else has been prospering since this. Yeah. Yeah, they they all of them had a little credibility uh, outside of Ezra Miller, but he tarnished that real quick, whatever credibility he had. And I keep hearing rumors that they're keeping him in the DC universe. They're not. They're just. That's just a rumor. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but if they do go out their way to make sure that he stays in it because this Flash movie is so damn amazing, that is going to rub me the wrong way. I don't. It's not going to be. That's my prediction. I want it to, but I got feel it's going to be trash. And this you feel will, like the Flash movie is going to be true? Yes. This will be the last that we see of Ezra Miller. at this. I'm rooting for it to be good. But if you guys have read anything about the Flashpoint or seen the very good DC animated movie Flashpoint, uh, this is time travel. So they can pretty much do this one off and then start from scratch. That's the only reason I feel DC is hyping up this Flash movie and... These executives say it's the best DC movie since the Dark Knight. If they, if I see one more headline of executives, people have invested money in it, hyping up a movie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna puke. It's sickening to me. And anybody buys into that is a damn fool. Well, what do you expect them to do? It's, it's kind of like they have to do it. It's damage control. Let they the, can't get rid of it. They spent too much money on let, it. They, that's what. That's the only reason it didn't get dropped like that. Batgirl did because of the amount of money they spent on it. If they spent half of what they spent on it, then it would have got been a tax write off just like Bad Girl. That and it but was already is, like a like a, a teaser trailer out for it, so they always they true. always saw footage of it. So you can't just you can't put that back in the box. True. Plus they you know, talk about Michael Keaton being in it. I was like, mm. no, this is this is too big of a deal. You can't just say like, hey, like our bad like this ain't coming out. You can't pull out the the men in black wand and pretend like we don't see that after that. Like no we saw it already. <laughs> We've been talking about it. It's all over the internet. You can't you can't rewind that one. So yeah. Last movie is coming out. He already knows that. He's been kidnapping kids, molesting people, getting in fights. He's been doing everything he can to get kicked off this damn movie. And they still like, hey, he's a change man. He's going to therapy and all this other stuff. They, they just constantly make excuses for him to stay in this damn universe. And it's sickening. But, you know, I kind of get it from a business standpoint that you invest That's too much reason. time and money into it. You can't just, you know, write it off like it's the Batgirl movie. But uh, I digress. I digress. All right. Who got stand ovation um, I'll go next. I'll knock, I'll knock out real quick here. Um, I'm going to go with a legend. He's a legend, and he's been there for a long time. I'm going to go with Billy D. Williams. Nice. Ooh, yeah, 85 okay. years old. Mr. Colt 45. Yes, from right. New York City. Billy D. Williams from New York City. Oh, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure I noticed him in Batman because I wasn't a Star Wars fan at, until I was in my 20s. So I can't really say I you know, noticed, knew him in Star Wars. So I would have to say... Uh, Batman for me, and I know my mom used to watch uh, Lady Sings the Blues and shit, and she she told me about it from the 70s, and I never watched Lady Sings the Blues, so I bet that's... I haven't seen that one either. I bet that's good, because that seemed like something that he was very uh, pivotal in for some reason. My mom always talks about Lady Sings the Blues, but... Never heard of that. Lady Sings the Blues, it must be a very big deal back then, and I don't know, but... It sounds like I heard it before, for, uh, you know, over the years, but I never seen it either, but my mom seemed to talk about it a couple times, so... Uh, he's got another one called Mahogany. I heard that one too. I don't know if my mom watched it, but I heard that name Mahogany before. 
um, but we all know about Batman and Star Wars and Lando Calrissian, the yep. man. Oh man, iconic! It, oh, iconic! Even though he betrayed everybody, he he, he made up. For he only it, betrayed though. one person. He betrayed he betrayed the team though. That and he, but he blew up. The, no. Yeah, he made up for it. But what I'm saying is he betrayed him. He got them all. Kind of hemmed up there, because you know. But he, he didn't know these people. The only person he knew was Han Solo. Yeah, but he knew they were rolling in together. What they were up to, you know. What I mean, he, he did get them kind of hemmed up. Let Darth Vader show up at your house. Oh yeah, he would have had me too. But I'm saying, he, like, my ass is frozen. Yeah, if Darth yeah. Vader's looking for me, Sean. You're dropping me in it. You oh, push me in there yourself, <laughs> Darth Vader. <show. laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, he made up. I forgave him. I just always remember he's a little sneaky. Yeah, you, you know, it was, it was a little bit sneaky. I, I, after he did that, I was a little shaky with him. Like, oh shit, Lando, I, you, you might do something sneaky. But he's a he's a legend in that man. You can't go wrong. He was in Ladies Man from the year 2000 with old I boy. I remember uh, him. He was like yeah, the bartender. Yeah, yeah. So he came out. Um, I, some people say he was gay. I can't remember if that's true or he's not. He's not. No. Then he come don't out. Don't roll Billy D. Williams. It was some saying. Gay. I don't know if you guys heard that, but it was. I don't know if he said he. He might have said he was I bisexual. I don't think you're on the A list. Until you get accused, you of sure that game. wasn't Quincy Jones? I know he came out wild. Quincy Jones too, but uh, I swear to God, uh, um, Billy D. Williams came out as either bisexual or Hell gay. Oh no! Look it up. I have to look it up for you. Damn, if I have a lot to. of black women feeling some type of way. That's good. Yeah, serious. yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, Brian Songs. I never heard of that movie. Brian that's a good Songs. one. Yeah, really? I've seen okay. That one. okay. Yeah, Nighthawks. Um, something I never seen. There's Night a lot Hawks. of stuff on here I haven't oh, seen. Action like, Jackson. Action Jackson. Is Undercover that? Brother? Undercover Brother, yep. That's Forgot over he here. was in that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he has a, a movie history that goes back way back. This dude's 85 years old. Sorry, uh, Action Jackson's Carl Weathers, your boy. Sorry. Carl Weathers is. Yeah, that's Carl Weathers. That's for Carl sure. Weathers. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, so. Y'all gotta stop calling him Carl Weathers. <laughs> that's what he looks like. He's got the little mustache and everything. He looks just like him. Now that Ryan said it, I can't get past it. Um, Alien Intruder from 1993. He made some movies that were, like, not very big. Uh, very very low key movies, but there were some some bigger ones. But for me, man, I just always remember as Lando Calrissian. Um, he can't go. He's he's iconic. He's one of my favorite Star Wars. Even though he betrayed, like I said, he made up for it. He came in and on the force on the last one was what was the last one? The last uh, the, uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. He came in and helped out in that one. You know, he was old as shit, but uh, he came in. Then of course he played uh, the committee. Was he um, Two Face? Not Two Face, uh, uh, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. He was Harvey Dent, right? In, yeah. in Batman, but he didn't. You know, I mean, like it wasn't one what we thought of as Harvey Dent, but um, yeah, yeah. I, he's an he's an he's an iconic actor. I know his face. He always seemed like he's super dressed up every time you see him. Um, Eighty five years from New York City. He he's a legend in the in the movie streets, man. He's eighty five. Eighty five. He's born yeah. in nineteen thirty seven. Sounds about right. Yeah, he's been down for a while. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that he's doing okay. You know, I mean, so uh, for Black History, I decided to go to one of our legends, one of our icons in the, in the movie streets. Um, of course, for me, for Star Wars, uh, thanks to Ryan, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars now, and uh, Lando Calrissian is probably his biggest thing ever as far as what he's done as far as his movies go so tonight i'm gonna give it a quick one just a quick one to billy d williams man we always appreciate you so yeah yeah, yeah he deserves that right there. good pick right there good head of hair oh yeah for Dead sure serious ah he yeah can wear the heck out of a silky suit. ass voice Hell, yeah Lord have mercy. He could, he got, yeah, he could be like a radio talk show or like a late night radio. I can see him doing a quiet storm. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> like, all right, like, like grab that special someone and hold him. I can definitely see him doing that. Yeah, shit. for sure. Oh, you're getting laid if he's on the radio. You are getting laid that night. Well, who listens to the radio anymore? Good point. <laughs>
I got Spotify. I ain't got. I ain't listen to radio, and I don't know when. I know, like man. my phone got to be dead for me to listen to radio, and even then, I miss hearing a bunch of country stations. That's all my wife listened to. Oh, Your man. life is messed up if you're listening to actual FM radio nowadays. You are in a hole. <laughs> you might as well. It, well, <laughs> even if she gets on her phone, she just finds a country radio on her phone. Either way, it's country music playing. She makes sure that she just gets all like that 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 white influence on me. It, it's definitely been rubbing me the wrong way. I, every once in a while, I will catch a tune on the country station. I'm like, damn, man, this is kind of a bop right now. Damn, I can't let her know I like it. That's just going to, you know, enforce her to keep doing it over and over again. I gotta, I gotta repress all this this whiteness that I love so much. I got no, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like maybe next month, Black History Month. No, no, we gonna listen to Aretha Franklin. <laughs> well, <laughs> we gonna, we gonna listen to all the stuff that I like listening to. Like next month, you got it. Women's History Month. Let me hear all that stuff. But this month, no, let's black it up. Well, at this point, Tommy, uh, I'm not be surprised if you tear your shirt open and reveal a Superman symbol and cape. Nope. If you are married to a redhead who likes country music and making it work and staying in love, <laughs> yeah. good lord, yeah, you a, are you a superhero? Jesus Christ! If I'm a superhero, a redhead who loves country music. Oh yeah. my lord! Man, you should have known that as soon as I said she takes me camping. I have no <laughs> desire to take my black ass outside. That's not our favorite thing in the world. I go outside for barbecues and basketball. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. Outside of that, I should not be in a tent on the ground sleeping. Hell no! no I, that is I, so true. I've never stayed in a tent before. I've stayed in a camper, like an RV, and I guess that's a different type of camping. But it's different. What you're doing is I never done that before. I wouldn't mind doing it, but it would be a different experience. Not when it's July and June, though. When y'all go, I don't think I can handle. They the go as soon as like it's warm enough to like not freeze your ass off. Yeah, I don't know. If- I can't do that. When you wake up and you got all that condensation inside the tent, man, it's yeah. like water dripping, bugs. Hanging outside, and you got to get up. And, and you yeah. know, I, you know, because because we getting older now, I got to get up a couple of times to pee. I be holding <laughs> my stuff, man. I be messing my bladder up. I was like, no, I ain't walking out there, man. Something's gonna jump on in me. the woods. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Oh man, ain't no telling what's gonna hop on. Right, spiders up on your pee knuckle. Yeah, you might be able to get pee knuckle time out there in the woods, but Jason, that's might, not appealing to me at all. Jason might stab your ass with a machete. No, I, I, I follow all the horror rules, man. Like, no, no sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Go out there and uh, wake up with the Blair Witch. <laughs> shit. Don't do that to me, man. Get <laughs> little hands on the table. Hell yeah, little crosses and shit when y'all wake up. Oh shit, who the fuck did this? I'd be freaking out. I can never sleep good in a tent. I can't. It's too quiet, probably. I'll probably get a, like four or five hours, like tops. After that, I'm like, I'm up just tossing and turning. You ever just, you ever go to sleep and man, make sure you get yourself a good size tent and also get an automatic inflated mattress. That is yeah. my, that is my, advice to everybody out there who's listening who might be going camping don't 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 go cheap and get like that 39.99 tent that you see at walmart that's on sale go all out get a good tent that'll last you a very long time and get you a good automatic inflated mattress because it'll automatically like inflate throughout the night just in case you like it deflates a little bit it'll just automatically inflate it back up so you're not waking up on the ground on a flat ass mattress you don't want that (laughs) good advice man no i I'm invested into her. I'm, I'm just, I'm just accepting at this point. Like, hey, this is, this is my life. I married a white woman. I got, I got to take everything that comes with it. I got to take everything that comes with it. Yes, this, this woman I love, and this is what I got to put up with. That's, uh, hey, that's, that's all the power to you. I, you got to do what they, they you know, want to have fun and go out and do stuff new, new to you that you wouldn't have never done probably. So she ain't played basketball with me one time. I've been camping like fifty times already. Oh, Where oh, is man. the balance in this relationship, right, baby? Right. That's what it's supposed yeah. to be. As long as More she, power to she you. wakes up with a smile on her face, it's worth it, I'm guessing. So, uh, uh, If she don't come to my mama's house, like, on the next, like, 
like black like birthday at my family's house and play some spades with my family or something like that. Man, like like where's the balance? I've been camping overnight on the weekends. It's not just one night. She wants to go the entire weekend. Oh. Ugh. Man, I ain't got no signal. I'm pissed off. I'm trying to bring everything in my house outside. Like, right. I'm bringing the laptop. I'm bringing my cell phone. I'm bringing my TV. <laughs> and that's that's the going against the point, though, right? You want to be one with nature. You don't, you don't need all one that. One with right? nature, my black ass. You know how many times I go to those campgrounds and people have, like, satellite dishes yeah, and TV? Yeah. <laughs> they literally bring their second house on wheels yeah, to a yeah. campground. It's like, you ain't keeping it real when it comes to being a camper. You're cheating. You're bringing your whole house. If you got a couch and a living room and all this other stuff in your camper, you ain't really camping. I'm, leasing it. I'm keeping it real. I'm in a tent. I'm freezing my ass off at night when it's cold. Y'all in AC and heaters and all this other stuff, man. Yeah. Y'all ain't really struggle like I am. So uh, Once I couldn't go fishing, I think I'd be done with camping. Like Once the fishing part of it is done, I don't know if I can make it <laughs> past the rest of the shit. You know what I mean? It's so, either the apocalypse or I'm homeless if you see me in a tent. <laughs> Yeah, put a dollar in that can outside yeah, if y'all yeah. see me in a tent. Hell, I don't even know how to put a tent up. You know, that looks hard enough. But that's that's <laughs> a million pieces. We'll be I out there a, for a week with nothing up, just standing there. And, I am a professional at putting up a tent right now. Oh, yeah, that looks I know. I, I can put it up in like at least two minutes, man. It's very quick because can't, I can't wait to get back inside the tent. I'm like, I want to be outside with these bugs. I'm good. <laughs> I'm oh, uh, no, I don't watch. But you movies. should probably go to Salimony, man. Actually, this is pretty decent fishing. Yeah, out there. I, I, I just don't have a. I think more, majority of you need a boat. But if you if you know somewhere we can go, well, we'll go out well, there. That's, that's like a decent spot. Like like the family like to go there. So yeah, it's like even the little kids they catch a fish every once in a while. So yeah, it's really easy to catch one. One time, there. one time I went, it was like a bunch of Mexicans. It was scary, kind of like it was like they was. I went to Little Mexico or something out there to Salimony. It was like a they had like a campground full of them. And they were, hey primo, what are you doing, primo? Out here. I was like, man, so you're man. okay with a bunch of oh, white they people. thought you were Mexican. Yeah, must have thought so. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rican or something. But no, it was just like, wow, these Mexicans come way down here, and I know they don't live here in whatever town this is, Wabash. I don't know what town it is. Oh no, I actually seen people that were uh, Laos. Yeah, out there yeah, camping. Burmese, Laos. All I was that. like, damn, man, we really, we really evolving yeah, out we here. We are, we are. I don't got no problem with any. Ray. I just didn't expect that in this little country white, you know, white town in what I call a sundowner. It looks like I want to get caught out there when the sun goes down. Oh, no, yeah. it's completely different. I hear that. Yeah. Everybody yeah. out there camping, everybody out there. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think I can handle it. Just the fishing part. And I don't know how I'm going to make it after that. But All right, yeah. who, who's next up? Who's Do next it real up? quick here. Uh, stand ovation. I'm going to keep it black. Black History Month. One of my favorite actresses of uh, definitely the 90s was definitely her peak. She had mild success in the uh, mid and early 2000s. But if you've seen... Bad Boys 1, 2, or 3. How or Malcolm X. Probably because we I've talked about her a lot. Talk We've talked her. about her a lot, but she's never got the standing ovation. I, I had to give it to her. I, I had a, had three names I was p- picking and choosing. I went with her. So Tommy already knows who it is. Sean, you got a guess? I don't know. Uh, so Michael Jordan's said, wife in Space Jam. Michael Jordan's so, so wife in Space Jam. Bad Boys One, Two, and Three. I was like, oh, yeah, God, that yeah. should put a face. Oh, on uh, right there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, just, I just watched it the other night. Um, old girl that y'all be comparing to Holly Berry that's not even close. That's ridiculous. She's, She's not close she to Holly so Berry. Bad. Maybe right. Leela, maybe Lila Rashawn. Something like that. Maybe Yo, in that kind of room. I got the a girl movie with for the you micro guys. braids. What's her name? Um, Teresa, Teresa Randall. Randall. She's that is my standing ovation. We'll talk about who's sexier. Go so. ahead, because it's not even close. No, it's not. Nobody's yeah. close to Halle Berry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. and my, this is, 
They put Eyes Bad Boys for one. They put Bad both Bad Boys are on Netflix. If you want to watch, I saw that. Yeah, I watched I both of them. How movie. do you guys not own those on DVD? I, I'm, I'm ashamed, I do, but it's right there. Yeah, I know. I don't even put I'm DVDs ashamed. in anymore. But yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bad Boys one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, Martin Lawrence's wife. Uh, unfortunately, she was the one that uh, Malcolm X ditched, ditched for the white girl because uh, her family was a little bit too religious. And uh, come to find out, she turned to a prostitute. Uh, when Malcolm X starts his preaching in the Denzel Washington 1992 movie. Classic. Very Great much one. a classic. Um, I remember a uh, late 90s comic movie before they really hit their stride with uh, Michael Jai White playing a certain red cape figure by the name of Spawn. Oh, shit. That was his wife. That was his wife in she there. He does play a lot of wives, yeah. Yep. And uh, Michael Jordan, with his good taste, had her as the wife in the... Uh, original Space Jam from 96, which I rewatched after that LeBron James debacle that came out. I had to see if the original Space Jam was that bad as well. It's not. No, it's not. I I watched it recently, I hate to admit, and I have to say, it still hits home a little bit. Because there was this one thing about that movie that bugged me. I'm sorry to sidetrack you. But there's no way in hell Michael Jordan would ever live in that regular-ass fucking neighborhood. neighborhood. In regular neighborhood, His neighbor should not be within yelling distance at all. Um, Michael Jordan should have been like in some secluded neighborhood out in New Jersey somewhere or some plot of land that he found. Now, keep in mind, uh, that's a good point. But he does uh, have multiple homes. And I will say that me growing up worshiping Michael Jordan – Literally worshiping him more. I probably should have put more faith in Jesus than what I had in Michael Jordan. I saw all <laughs> probably, his VHS. Yeah. I well, saw he every, is black Jesus. They, yes, he yeah. is to me. Yes, every VHS tape that ever came out involved Michael Jordan, and he did in uh, one of those interviews at his home where he was telling a moderate shot that I can throw a football sixty yards. You don't believe me? That's one of uh, my. It's either uh, the air up there. Or not there up there. Uh, he had all kind of VHS tapes, but one of those he was at Ramadrasha's house. His house did not look that bad off of Space Jam. And keep in mind, up until ninety seven, ninety eight, Michael Jordan was making three to four million dollars a year on NBA salary. Now I'm sure his shoe sales and and his and his deal with Nike, he was bringing in I way more than that. He had a lot that. of endorsements. He had yeah. like Ballpark Franks. He had Gatorade, Hanes, Hanes. Like he, he had that, different colognes and stuff. Yeah, true. Like, if he lived in a house that I could have, it looked like I could afford. <laughs> it was off. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Like damn, he, I could have made those payments. Uh, yeah, I could, he, definitely could have been it, in that. It, house. Like he lived off of Harrison Street or something. He took it too far. There's nothing wrong with that, actually. <laughs> no, it just I wish like I lived a, on that street. And just say it's a normal street. It's just a no, nice little normal street. Yeah. Like uh, his, his house didn't have a fence or no, nothing. No, no. Like just a regular old, regular old house. You're talking to Newman and shit. Man. Uh, I guarantee it. Like he lived off Fairfield. <laughs> that house cost a million dollars in Illinois. Yeah, but This that, is not the he, same cost of living as Yeah, but he wouldn't be amongst the population like that. He it would have been a gated community. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, absolutely. And maybe that was the filmmakers trying to make it relatable. For sure, yeah. I can understand that. So Look at LeBron's James. House in a new space jam is way out somewhere in a full yeah. court basketball, dead serious, you know, out by the ocean somewhere. That was probably I was way more realistic of yeah. living standards, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, so uh, back on my baby, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, proceed, proceed. Beverly Hills Cop 3, yeah, forgot uh, about that. Sugar Hill, which yes, I, she, Wesley Snipes, she worked in the theme park. 
She, she would, did. Yeah. She did. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, she got some low key. She uh, did. She's been in a lot of movies. She played in one of my favorite vampire movies called Near Dark. I've never seen that. That is creepy. That's uh, directed by James Cameron. Yeah, like, Near Dark. A, a very small role. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the smallest role ever. And doing the internet movie database search on her before this show, she was in one episode of Seinfeld huh. and one episode of my sister's favorite show, A Different World. And that's pretty much how she got her start in acting before uh, her first big movie was probably uh, King of New York with Christopher Walken and Wesley Snipes and Lawrence Fishburne. But, yeah, this is one of my low-key crushes. Uh, and shout-out to uh, the five uh, the five heart. Oh, heart one of my dad's yes, favorites. That, yeah. yeah, that's a must-watch in my household. Is a house oh, yeah, damn. Know. She was she was in Girl 6. Girl 6. Now, I was saving that for last. Thank you. So you've seen Girl 6? Yes, I have. Okay, so you remember there's a certain uh, notable filmmaker that she was auditioning for. I don't. He, I haven't seen it. In a, I haven't seen it in a really long time. You got to remind me. Her agent was trying to get her in a Quentin Tarantino movie, and for the audition, she had to take off her shirt, which she does in the movie. Good lord, she! It does not look like no plastic surgery or uh, silicone implants. None of that. It was just all natural, and good lord, her body is ridiculous. Uh, Girl 6 is probably where she was at her hottest, and uh, probably her one standout leading role. She's always playing supporting roles. That was her one leading role, and I really honestly felt she's talented enough to have a bigger career than what she did, but for most, especially black actresses, she's got to be in the Hall of Fame because most black actresses would kill to have that longevity and stay working in the in industry as long as she had yeah like it's it's not a knock if you don't you know get to like the the main character the main actress the lead actress or anything like that i think she has an incredible career there's nothing to scoff at she, definitely she some people just play better supporting roles like uh sam uh rockwell one of my favorite actors he's great like he can he can be leading man but he is he really rises to the occasion when he has like the supporting role. Oh yeah, like three billboards. Um, he he was awesome in that. Man, I loved him so much in that movie, man. That, so yeah, just supporting role, just it, it works out for the best for for most people. Like find your lane and stick to it. Yeah, she could be a leading lady, but maybe she's just more comfortable being like the supporter. And I, I just nothing wrote, wrong with that. As as far as movies get released in the theater, black actresses have it have it the hardest out of anybody. I would even say Asian actresses got it easier than black actresses. It is tough, especially when you get put in that box where you're only getting cast in black movies as opposed to having a variety of genres to be in. Uh, nobody, no, no, I feel with the most plight for black actresses trying to make it. I really feel they have the biggest mountain to climb because of the lack of roles that are offered to them just because of the powers that be and they them deciding what movies they want to release. So I really feel like her, well, with a lot of other actresses who try to come up. Sanaa Lathan's another one. I think she's extremely talented. She she yeah. hasn't had that one leading actress knockout role herself. Um, I think she, well, if I had to think really hard, I think there was one that came out on uh, Netflix that came out maybe a couple years ago with uh, Sanaa Lathan as the lead. It was called uh, uh, Napoli Ever After. It was that one. It, it came on Netflix like a couple of years ago. I have to, I have to admit, I thought she did pretty damn good. It was just, 
it was all about it was revolving around like a black woman in relationship with hair. So yeah, maybe um, Jada Pink can watch this one. But <laughs> basically, it's like uh, how she, her hair was linked into how she's seen into the corporate world and whatever, and she was going through like a little. I, don't, I guess you want to call it a midlife crisis. And then she decided just to shave her head and just to start all over again. So it, it was actually a really good movie. Now that I think about it, when I watched it, I think I watched it at least twice because I remember I watched it the first time. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this one. Then I watched it again. I was like, damn, man, this this movie is pretty damn good. So, yeah, if, as far as her being like the lead actress, I thought she did pretty damn good in that one, even though she usually is like uh, relegated to a supporting role. So, yeah, yeah, I can say it. it is it's rare, but it is possible because most of the time when they put – black actresses in those lead roles for some reason i always remember that they always have like this unnecessary like a nude shot or a sex scene or something like that they tried so hard to get them naked into a movie wherever i see like a black actor say like man when holly berry was starting out and i feel like she really didn't rise to promise until everybody got all crazy about her like having her titties out and um what was it swordfish swordfish i think that was the big damn damn thing about that whole movie like it being like a like all over the news, like oh, Halle Berry got her titties out. I'm like, she really? probably made a half a million for. Dinner. I watched the movie. I was like, was the movie good? Like, I enjoyed Swordfish. Yeah, it, wasn't bad, it lasts yeah. like five seconds. Yeah, like you ain't pausing in the middle of the theater, so you got to watch the rest of the movie. I hate to say, but yeah, this don't. I like don't don't do that to our queens like that, man. Don't be don't be putting them out there just be sex symbols. Like yeah, they are beautiful, but a lot of them are very talented too, big time. So yeah, give them a lot more credit than you're giving them. So. Yeah, just, that's just my little, my little rant on that. I always hated that little phase of black actors always having like some necessary sex scene or something in a movie. I was like, man, this wasn't necessary to the storyline. We didn't need to see all this. Uh, well, you've seen Sugar Hill. Um, you saw what they did to Teresa Randall. Yeah, basketball, they did. They did basketball player in the hotel room. Oh, yeah, they did her dirty. Oh, yeah, that, that traumatized me as a All right, to be kid. fair, she was kind of being a hoe. Yeah. But, you know, uh, no, no. She, she was holding up for that uh, basketball player. Man. But uh, I'm sorry. Leslie Snipes was effing up. She's got to move on, too. I don't. No, I, I don't think she was being a hoe. But okay, uh, she she almost got treated like one. Yeah, she, yeah, he tried. He, he, tried. he, he tried his hardest. But okay. yeah, shout out to you, one of my early crushes. Keep working, make your money, Teresa. I love yes. you. No, Still look great. Yeah, Still look great. Still look great. No Holly Berry, but she looks good. No, she, who is though? Who is? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people try to put her in the category with Holly Berry. So. <sighs> I, I had an answer in my head, but it's Black History Month. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I had an answer in my head. I was like, nope, maybe next month. Yeah. Eva Green. Eva, I, don't get me wrong. She's I fine. love Eva Green. Yeah. But I always said, as far as like being like beautiful and talented as an actress, I always said Charlize Theron was yes. top. Yes. She's near the top of my list. Yeah. I love She's her so She's awesome, much. but I'm not going to put her in the finest woman category. Have you seen her? Yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah. You see that perfume commercial she's got when she's coming out of the pool? She got all that man. Yeah, I seen her play a serial killer. Yeah, it did not look like that was. You that can't was even tell that was Charlie. No, Stewart. they had Halle Berry play a crackhead and losing Isaiah. Yeah, so they yeah. always have that one role right like, up and going where right. they, they just look like trash. Terrible, but, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, black don't crack, but white is all right, y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all would go out and test the waters, man. Like Ryan, I see you out there. You, you got you got the yeah, right idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know where I'm you, going. You need, yeah. you need half the rent paid, man. Yeah. You do what you need to do. Yeah. I see what you're doing uh, out there. Huh? Yes, I love okay. all. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with any of it, man. No, man, but great, yeah, man. Oh, my bad. Teresa Randall, we ain't gonna forget about you. No, a talented black queen right there. Salute to you. Stand, give you an ovation all day, every day. Ryan, probably more than the rest of us because you love you so much. But I thank do. you very much. Thank you for Girl Six. Thank you. No, you think she's gonna be in the the new Bad Boys film? 
I don't think she's got shit else to do. Why not? Get the, get your paycheck. I hope mm. so. I'm about to say, has she done anything else aside from the the Bad Boys franchise? She's lately? looking at her internet movie database work. It's all TV at this point. Uh, Bad Boys then NCIS one episode or something. I feel like she should at least have like a recurring role in like a TV show. Usually that's a nice little way to kind of like you know keep your acting chops about you. Because you're like, you know, a lot of these actors and actresses, they find like a good TV role. Because there's a lot of TV shows out there. So oh, yeah. More there's than plenty of work before. out there for everybody to, to, to stay working in uh, in this industry. But yeah, I feel like maybe she just sticks to movies and she doesn't want to do TV shows, which is unfortunate. She could, she'll probably kill in like a Law & Order spinoff or something like that. I can see her playing like a detective trying to find some killers. She's likable and got a, a fierce side to her, which is what we look for in all the great actors, male or female. Uh yeah, they 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 have diversity. She's in that category. Right. Now, let's get to our binge-worthy this right. week. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I really haven't seen anything new. But I went and did something that I swore up and down that I was not going to do because I thought to myself, there's no reason to ever try to pick up where this show left off because I thought it was falling off like Big Mac toppings, to be honest. <laughs> but, but I went back and started watching The Walking Dead over again. And it's given me a... Is giving me hope as to why I loved it in the first place, and I feel like I can try to muscle through the rest of it. Maybe these last like two seasons, or whatever, that I stopped watching because the season I was stuck on I was like, man, this is so bad. I can't believe that the writers got paid for this shit. If you watch like the first three seasons, at the very least, th- first three seasons, if they stop there, I can argue that The Walking Dead might be one of the greatest. TV shows of all time. Yes, I believe that. I believe that. It could be, it's up there. When, when they start getting, they had that Negan dude come in and once they start doing all that, I, I felt I think off. it was the season with the governor. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. When they went to that little uh, town with the governor and the one the blonde chick, whatever, ended up there when they all got split up after the jail, I believe. If they would have stuck to that, I'm like, man, this is this is where the show was actually good. Yeah, like I think when Negan came in, I think that was like the the nail in the coffin for, for me, me cause, too. Because that that I've was like, oh it. man, it's not about zombies anymore. No, man, it's all about like like people are the real zombies at this point. Which I Definitely. get it if you want to take that spin of like the storytelling of it. I wanted them to, to to find out what how they became zombies and stuff. Maybe they did, and I just never got to that part. But I was going to say I got to like season five or six mm-hmm. and they never talked about it. I think they mentioned that's it surprising at right the, at the end of the first season of saying like hey like once you die you turn into one regardless or something really? like that because huh. that was like the end of the first season like when they went to that um, I don't know that uh, that, that disease, the, the CDC or whatever mm-hmm. the headquarters yes. in Atlanta yep, yep. and they got there they, they thought they were safe and everything and the dude like told Rick the secret uh, at the end like hey like 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 once you like once you die you turn into a zombie anywhere or something like Man. that. But like that was a big like twist at the end of the first season. I was like, oh shit, that's a nice little that's a nice little turn of a storytelling right there. I was like, all right, now you cook it with some gas. All right, now I'm, now I'm into this. <laughs> and then after that, it was like every single season you always have to have like that one annoying ass character that you can't wait to die. Every single yeah. season, every single season, it's almost like they just they did it every single time on purpose to piss people off. And you just have somebody rooting for somebody to die every season. And they they did. Thank God they died. Thank God because it was getting on my nerves. But watching that over again, I'm, I'm just reminded how great of a show that it started out to be. Right. AMC had something great. And they fumbled the ball like Tony Romo at the two-yard <laughs> line. I, I don't know what the hell was going on when they got to the later season. Started getting too full of themselves. And yeah, it's like, like the bigger the show gets, man, it's mm. almost like, man, did, did y'all just stop trying? 
y'all understand like when you have a show like that you like you cultivate like this uh this community of people that love it this audience that's willing to watch it day in and day out like watching it in real time like before streaming really t- took off and you just completely fucked up i don't it pisses me off that it is what it is now but if you watch like the first three four seasons especially with uh john berthall in there that dude was fucking mm-hmm. great he was awesome show. i remember my was mom awesome. was crying when the asian dude got killed she called me crying like you know who died i'm like who <laughs> i don't remember his name but she was like oh was glenn like, glenn yeah, yeah. he died the first the ball-headed lady died the lady who the older lady with the silver hair had a shortcut she got it and then he got oh she was upset and what they started they love walking dead so much they watched the fear of the walking dead the little spinoff yeah yeah they love walking dead that and like you, you wait know, the silver hair girl she did die she not, didn't not die. that it was a uh, Remember the big ass, uh, big ass white guy with the red hair? Yeah, had like yeah, the handlebar yeah. mustache. Yeah. He was the first one to get okay, it. Okay, okay. And then they went over to Glenn because you know that old dude with the the crossbow. He ended up getting right. pissed off. He ended up punching niggas. Like, oh, now you got to cost us another one. <laughs> Back at it. Yeah. They just said, walk up. I was like, oh I wouldn't, shit. I wouldn't mind giving it another chance. I, it wasn't too bad. Um, I'm telling you, the first three seasons make make it worth it. If you just want to go to the first three seasons of The Walking Dead. Right. And, Try to relive that that magic, that nostalgia that mm-hmm. it had uh, when it first started out. That is a that is a great show. That's easily a top ten show if you stop after season three. Yeah. Season four starts to go like eh, I don't know where they're going with this. They're starting to lose me again. So I think after season four, that I think that's when they got out the jail and they went to like a. They they brought in the dude with the dreads and the tiger. And right. All okay. Stuff. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen. I was any like, of that. all right, man, yeah. y'all y'all really lost me at yeah, this point. I sure. have no idea what the hell is going on. I'm getting tired of all this. And then they started doing episodes where it was focused on like one character the entire episode. I was like, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so lost now. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd have that's, to start over like you did. Yeah. So. I don't know, but that seems like Ryan. You can probably speak to this if you if you know more than I do. But I always felt like when they do episodes like that in the middle of the season where they put in like a like a flashback episode or they just focus on one character episodes i think that's where the the writers got lazy it's like very we ain't got nothing like hey let's just do a flashback of like what happened earlier like two years ago or we'll just focus on this one character and their journey this episode about going to a grocery store and being stuck in there the entire episode it's like oh man, come on man like what's wrong with y'all did uh you guys ever watch Boardwalk Empire? I've never got into it. I'm just bits and pieces. Never got Even into it. Even though you you have given the recommendation that it is worth watching, I'm like, nah, I haven't gotten into it yet because that's the one with uh, Steve uh, Buscemi. Buscemi. Yep, and Michael K. Williams is his uh, right hand man, Chalky White, in 1920s United States. Oh yeah, well, R.I.P. to Michael K. Williams. First, it's 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 incredible. And if it wasn't for that last season, that show would be in my top five of all time favorite shows of all time. But Steve Buscemi... Is that an HBO show? Yes. Okay. And uh, I still say it's probably my second favorite HBO show. I'm putting it above The Sopranos. I liked it more than I liked The Sopranos. I love that show so much. Over but the, Oz? Over Oz, yes. Damn. And I love Oz as well. That's and a, obviously The Wire's number one. Obviously. Okay. Yeah, obviously. That's like Michael Jordan and everybody else, for sure. But they had flashbacks to Steve Buscemi's character, which was not needed. We already knew everything we knew about the character. They had a different actor playing a young Steve Buscemi, and he was terrible. So, yeah, right when we pretty much get uh, the commission formed and we actually see Al Capone, Lucky Luciano established, and uh, they're creating the mob rule over America, they shortcut them and barely have them in the final season once they actually rose to prominence. 
it was extremely disappointing. <laughs> and it's bad enough to do it from one episode, but they did that for an entire last season. And it was one of the biggest disappointments in television history. But the first four seasons of that is TV at its best. On The Walking Dead, I made it through season one. Absolutely loved it. Great. And I was like, yeah. I see what the hype is about. Uh, there was one episode that still haunts me when they showed your boy uh, that played Punisher on the Netflix series. What's that actor's name? Oh, John Berthall. Yeah. Berthall. They showed him shaving his head in a sink. Then they did a flashback to show why he's shaving his head. And that's when him and this fat guy were stuck in a high school, I believe. And they barely made it out. And he ended up shooting the guy just to save his own life. And he was flashing back to the guy getting eaten by zombies as he was shaving his hair off in season one. Disturbing. But I do think, I think one reason I didn't finish it because I knew I heard it got bad, so that's why I never yeah. trudged through it. But I was absolutely blown away by season one. And most of the great shows have the same showrunner from season one until the last season. The Walking Dead, I believe, has had three different showrunners throughout its uh, course. Uh, I, I, have they even edited shows? Have they ended this Walking Dead yet? I think I this think year is the last season. Yeah. Okay, they finally ended it. Thank God, because it was that. Yeah. Like I said, either the the sweet spot is either you leave them wanting more, or <laughs> you just overstay your welcome. Yeah, I think Walking Dead overstayed their welcome for at least two two three seasons. If I'm being honest. The season that I'm on right now, I think it's like season five or six right now. It's like, what the hell's? Go-? I got halfway through and I just completely stopped. I was like, I had enough of this shit. I got like halfway through the season. I was like, I refuse to watch anymore. This show's getting dumb. I don't want to watch this anymore, which is a damn shame because it, to get invested in a show of like the first three seasons, knowing that is is really good, and all of a sudden it starts jumping the shark. So part of me feels like you feel obligated to finish it just because you already started. It's, it's consumed so much of your life. It's like you. It's not like watching Grey's Anatomy, which is on like 15 fucking years, <laughs> and that show is still fucking trash, but people still like to go back to it. Walking Dead, I feel like it was just like the greatest disappointment that right. I can remember in like modern times. Like I said, just got too full of themselves. They knew they were big time. They were one of the most popular things at the time. They got too full of themselves. They started adding way too much stuff into it, and it just took off to something else, and I was pretty much done with it at that point. So um, I started watching Shit's Creek. A friend recommended it. Shit's oh, is that the one Shit's show Creek, with what, the Catherine Home Alone? Yeah, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy from um, uh, American, American Pie. Pie. Yeah. Yes. Actually, not bad. It's, uh, it's got old dude with the Take My Strong Hand from Scary Movies in there. Oh, uh, he is hilarious. Oh, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Yeah, that's his name. Yep, I just yep. seen him the other day because, of course, uh, February 2nd, my wife made me watch uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. Okay. and Great movie. That's a great watch. Yeah. Great movie. There should be no force needed to oh, watch that. Yeah, I watch that one. Well, I'm, I'm a huge Andy McDowell fan. Right. I love her. You accent. got good taste in woman. I yes, love her do, yeah. so damn much. It's this is actually pretty funny. It's been out for a while. Twenty fifteen. Is this a Netflix show? It's on who? Well, I think it might have started on. It's on Hulu. I know that. I don't. Think, oh, because it is Netflix original. Then it wouldn't be anywhere. Yeah, else. no, I know it's a Hulu show. I think. Uh, but anyway, it's actually pretty fun. Eugene Levy is. Um, if you don't know the premise, is like this family who gets audited. They're rich, and Eugene Levy had bought this town called Shit's Creek. For his son, and his son is actually his real son in real life. He's super. Wait, he bought a town. He bought a town. That's how rich they were. But this town is the poorest town you've ever seen. Okay, so I don't know how much he paid for this town. He bought something from this. He bought he, somehow he owns this town called Shit's Creek, and um, 
his son, him, he bought it for his son, and they get audited somehow because they, I can't remember what they did, but they lost everything that was important to them. They were millionaires, almost a billionaire, but he lost everything except the deed to this town or the way, they, they, the reason why, I can't remember why they owned this town, but they had to go live in this town. And the only place they could stay in this town was a hotel, a motel, not a hotel, oh, a damn. motel. And it's one, two, three, it's four of them. It's his son and his daughter and Catherine O'Hara, who's his wife. And she's like, she's losing her mind because they, they take her purses from her. They take everything that this, that they own and they have to live in this motel. And then Eugene Levy's just trying to make it work because they don't have anything to their name. And he's trying to sell the town. He's trying to spice up the town. So they can sell it and, and get back some of the glimpses of their of their used to be life. And it is actually was pretty, I can't lie. It was kind of funny. It was funny. Um, his son is super flaming in the show, though. I don't know why. Right, well, I think his son might be gay in real life. But uh, he was he, he even though he's super flaming, he's funny. Like it's stuff they're going through because they got to share beds and stuff or they just, they, you know, a motel is not the best place, even if you no, just ain't. trying to stay there for one night. So they have to live in a motel where they just left a mansion. So just imagine that, uh, you know, discrepancy that what happens to them in life. But it's not bad. It's kind of I didn't think I would like it. But Catherine O'Hara, you know, we love her from Home Alone and uh, Beetlejuice. You know, she's funny. You know, what I mean, but uh, Eugene Levy, man, I like him. He's he's. His thick ass eyebrows is super funny, he's really man. Funny. He is, and his son is his real son in the show, and he looks just like him. He's got thick ass eyebrows too, but it's actually pretty funny. I have to give it to a friend; she recommended it. I started watching it, like, all right, this I might have to keep watching this. So give that a try if you haven't watched Schitt's Creek. It's actually pretty funny. So well, I'm gonna start watching it this week. Yeah, give that a try. Where's where that? Come on, on Hulu. Okay. On Hulu. Yeah, but uh, it's been out for a while. But uh, like I said, I actually thought it was funny. It was pretty good. And their their dynamic that's going on in the show would put anybody on there. If we had to live in a motel, we wouldn't want to do it. Just imagine if you were a millionaire and, they, and you got kicked out of a, you know, a 12-bedroom mansion to go live in a two-bedroom motel. You know? That'd and, be the and the dude from Scary Movie, wasn't it Chris Elliott? Yep. He's the, he's the mayor of the town. <laughs> and oh, it, it is terrible. He's this big, fat dude. Uh, he got like a gut now. He's all out of shape. And uh, it, it, it's a good time. I, I enjoy it. I can't lie. So, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Did I want to try? Good deal. Uh, real quickly, I just want to do real quick. Uh, your boy from the Green Mile, the same writer-director of the Green Mile, writer-director of Shawshank Redemption, he was the head of Walking Dead Season 1, Frank Daremount. That was one of the more publicized splits in the uh, entertainment industry. That's the name I was trying to remember. Yeah, the yeah. He, um, yeah. When he when I saw his name, I was like, "Yeah, all right, this this is fire right here." Yeah, I, it it lived up to it. that first. season Walking Dead was incredible, but yeah, there was some issues with uh, creative freedom, money. He decided to walk, and uh, not surprising, knowing his past. Apparently, he was the original writer for Indiana Jones Four. And he ended up getting kicked off of that, and we got the shit show that we got with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yep. And uh, we that's just talk how, about that. yeah. how the industry works sometimes. Uh, stick with me, guys, because I do think the show I'm going to have for Binge Worthy is relevant for Black History Month. Don't jump off the train too fast, please. It's not a new show, but it's on Peacock, and if you never got into it, I highly recommend it. It's one of the funniest shows that I've ever seen, and that is King of Queens, starring Kevin James. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that show. Love that show. Leah Remy? Oh, Le- man. Love yeah. her so much. Is he like a UPS man or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen him. Delivery seen guy. Yep, yep. Hilarious. And uh, Leah Remy's 
dad comes to live with him in the house, and that's Ben Stiller's dad from Seinfeld. Oh, God rest his soul, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious, too. Yeah. And a uh, very underrated supporting actor who lives in the supporting actor world, Patton Oswalt, uh, always plays the nerdy guy, and uh, this is one of his better roles for sure. But if you've watched one or two seasons of this show, you know damn well Kevin James's best friend on here is his delivery uh, co-worker, delivery man, Deacon. And uh, his wife are the most level-headed characters on this show. Uh, Deacon is played by actor Victor Williams. His wife, Kelly, is the actress Mary Dungy. And uh, for a supporting role on a predominantly white-casted show to have the most level-headed normal people be the black people it's um kind of revolutionary um and i really feel this is a show you can sit down and watch and all races and all age groups can appreciate i think our generation will enjoy it you, my, you oh my bad you know the wife looks good but she's manly to me kind of you know she's got a, that voice yeah the oh, voice Lyra. yeah Lyra, she, she, it's like a new york yeah uh, i don't know i always had a big crush always had she's not ugly crush. she's beautiful but when she talks Ah, she kind of like, got that. Ah, well, it's got that one of the guys kind of feel, which is not a turnoff for me. I mean, I like not bad as far as like that, but her just her. Persona, you mean like her attitude? Her attitude and how she talks to me is that, yeah, it's, it's that New York East Coast. She does that yeah. like she can whoop your ass. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, yeah, she's kind of too manly, too masculine. That's what I would say. Too masculine. Well, that's what people used to say about old girl from um, Mandalorian who got kicked off for the. She's just yeah. built. She's not and so she's old. she sounds like she sounds like she smokes a pack a day. Dead serious. Who the girl uh, from the Mandalorian, the yeah, big cocky uh, girl, uh, Gina? I don't think so. She does have like a little bit of like a tough voice. She still seems feminine. She's got though. a pretty, yeah. pretty uh, face. Yeah, but uh, yeah, her muscle, her arm muscles, and her yeah. butcher hands. She's a you used to be an MMA off. fighter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I can't put Leah Remy in that category as far as uh, manliness traits. No, she doesn't have the physical, med- just the how she, her persona to me. This, I, I hear you. Know. I see exactly what yeah. you're saying. Um, it, it's not a turn off for me. I, I'm really big, big fan of hers as well. Uh, King Queens, binge worthy on Peacock right now. Any any demographic will enjoy this damn show. All right. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. All right now. For new releases, I didn't watch any new movie in theater, but the one new movie that I, I did, well, I'm just going to say I tried to watch because it just got released on uh, oh, shit. on Hulu. I don't know if one of y'all watched it already, but the Jeepers Creepers Reborn. That's out already? Oh, it's been out for months. Wait a minute. The worst. Is this the fourth one already or the, or the fifth one? This will, I think it's the fifth. Yeah. I, I think this is the fifth Jeepers Creepers. No, this got to be the fourth one. I think this is the fourth one because mm-hmm. I remember they made like that one uh, sequel with the black dude, or whatever, and uh, from the, the one that was supposed to be part of that original trilogy. And I think they oh, the dude from Harlem Nights, the black dude, yeah, 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 yeah. the stuttering guy. But, yeah, but this one was oh my god, it was so bad. This was worse than that one. It was oh my god, no, it made, it made the third one look like a fucking Oscar nominated <laughs> movie. Oh my, I seen the third one. It was terrible. I watched the first twenty minutes of oh. this one. I was like, oh my god, this is so bad. And I tried to muscle through it, and I was like. Oh my god, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. I like first off, man, like the 
the lead black dude on this show, man, he is like straight Velveeta. Like the cheesiest <laughs> motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. Oh, my God. He looked like the Black Ranger from Power Rangers, first of all, with his, uh, with his fucking face and everything. He's like, he always cheesing oh, and smiling no. and everything like that. It's like, Don't oh, do it, man. I'm like, oh, man, this corny ass dude, man. You like the costume show him his girl put on in the bedroom? He looked like one of the best friends from like, a, from like one of the kids on the Cosby show. Like he just automatic, cheesy, happy, smiling all the damn time. Oh, like, all right, first off, he's ruining this movie for me and just how they do like the actual uh creeper he 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 looks like a watered down version of the original one it's terrible huh. you can go to the store right now and get a better mask than what they had on this one in the movie it was you saw low it? Budget. oh yeah i Th- saw it was that bad it, it was that and keep it in mind was bad i did see a trailer for it but I th- it's been out for a while then. i remember yeah. i sent y'all a trailer yeah, or somebody yeah. in the text and i was like all right the trailer looks all right <laughs> but when i watched the movie i was like man this is not all right it got like, a theatrical release like around halloween last year it did yep and yeah, it was I on streaming that. like it's been on streaming since probably november december of last year well i just caught it now and i watched and i was like oh my god this is so bad oh no. I knew it was going to be bad. Whatever the lowest rating no. we ever gave a movie on here, this it goes lower than Worse that. than the third one. With the, with oh, yes. It made the third no. one look pretty good. That's not that's horrible. That's that is bad. terrible. So, what? Jeepers Creepers, the first one, had so much potential. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. And I've always felt like the odd man out because a lot of people, I, that came out when we were in high school. Yeah, I, the first one was great. I, I, I loved, loved the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. A lot of our, I, 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 I thought the first one was all right. I want to say that's based in Indiana, the, the idea of that. Not, There's a lot of cornfields. Yeah, that dude. Driving that big brown truck, somebody said that came. It might have been Angola or something. I have to look it up, but it's somewhere close where that was really. They got the idea of Jeepers Creepers. A guy was running around and knocking people off the road and killing them and stuff. And he had a big brown truck like that. I don't think he was Jeepers Creepers. They made it into some horror horror stuff, but I think that's a real story. Is somewhere around the way I have to look it up. But yeah, I that has so much potential, man. I remember watching that. I mean, we might have saw that one, right? I, who knows? But. You know, when he's throwing the bodies down that drain and they drive by. and he looks Yeah, at I remember him, the first one I saw it. Yeah, I was uh, they, they trying were. to have sex for the second time in my life. <laughs> and I had Wait, to sit what? There. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I, 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 we were in high school. I only yeah, got laid one time before that. You got the, the creeper part. The jeepers creeper. But, yeah, damn it, man. You're funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Talking that, about? That, uh, sometimes movies kind of relate to other life experiences. I, yeah, you, yeah, I was thinking about Pinochle watching Jeepers. Uh, no, hell yeah. Creepers. Her parents were not home. <laughs> you got to take was, advantage of that. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it didn't happen often in high school. Parents well, watch Home Alone or something, man. <laughs> you Turn on this. this creepy ass I mean, I love horror movies too, but it doesn't put me in the mood all the time. Hell man. no. Unless there's a sex uh, no. scene or something. To let, no, yeah, this that was makes not no a mood sense. setter. No, Friday the Thirteenth. There's a lot of pinochle time in Friday the Thirteenth. I was at her house. She chose this movie. She said, this "Oh, movie. she knew she wasn't going to give you nothing." All right, I got <laughs> I, it. I, she I like got these it. draws are staying on. <laughs> I got a chassis belt on. Like, no, nah, nothing coming down. Sometimes you really do watch a movie. You know, that's just not a, a trick anymore. Like, we fuck around and watch this movie, but uh, nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, yes. but Jeepers Creepers, man, I I enjoyed the first one. The second one wasn't even bad either. But man, I enjoyed the second one too. But that third one trash and this Horrible. one was like double trash ah lordy by oh. far the worst at all of no no it might... i can't even see you forgiving this sean and oh, you, you guys seem I'm to like this franchise a lot more than i did because I, I gave it the first two and that was it this would be the fourth it has this the fourth one yeah yeah so. so everybody steer clear of this movie this movie is not what you think it is at all it is like it's like sci-fi network put it on a low budget 
Oh, the production dollars. He's <laughs> like, hey, serious. like, wow. just, like you can tell. I can always tell when they're in like a green screen <clears> mm-hmm. when they're doing something like that. And I just feel like they did this way too much. It's like they literally made this in somebody's garage. Dead serious. I see exactly what you're saying. It was terrible looking. Terrible looking. The kills weren't even that damn good. The, the there was nothing scaring me. The jump cuts were, were not really working. Like this, like this creeper. He was like the slowest thing. It's like he just took like a. He just went straight Jason on it, man. He was like walking slow everywhere he was going. I was like, man, don't this up, don't this, don't you fly? Yeah, he was flying in other ones. Yeah, he didn't fly at all in this. He one. didn't fly at all. He, I don't remember. I think he flew once to swoop up that one girl to kidnap her and uh, bring her back to the, like the little house or whatever. Had yeah. her roped up. After that, I don't think he took flight not one time, not one time. He was like Jordan in two thousand one. He was not jumping at all. He was just <laughs> grounded the whole movie. I was like, man, this is so terrible. So yeah, yeah. Jeepers Creepers Reborn, it is not what you think it is. It is a horrible, horrible, horrible addition to this franchise. It was terrible. Don't watch it. Watch the first two. The third one, if you're really desperate, sure. But this one, just stay away from it. Just stay away from it. It is not worth your time at all. I warned you, if you watched it against my recommendation, well, that's what the hell you get. I tried. I remember that trailer they released. I remember you sharing that with us. Yeah. It looked pretty sweet. The trailer looked dope, but that was like everything. It was like a Marvel trailer. They put all the dope shit in there, and they left nothing to surprise at all. There was nothing scary about this. It was terrible. No, man. It was, it was absolutely terrible. It, it was god-awful. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all take it next. But yeah, yeah Dreamy Keeps Reborn, horrible movie. Don't watch it. Please man. don't watch it. Um, I did see, I told Tommy about it. I told Ryan, too. I saw the uh, knock at the cabin. All right, this is what I've been waiting on. Yeah, buddy. I saw that. Uh, me and a friend went. Me and her went. And um, it, Okay, so... I knew M Night Shyamalan is. We always talked about his hit or miss. Dave DePista, uh, Dave, De, De, what's his name? Dave, Dave Batista. Batista is the only bright spot of the movie for me. Uh, his acting was really good. It, it takes place all in this cabin. You never leave the cabin. There are some flashbacks that I couldn't really. I didn't understand what they were doing with the flashbacks at first, and it all kind of adds up at the end. But it's basically about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay, these people get a vision that this particular family has something to do with the apocalypse. And so they come to this cabin with uh, a vision from God, basically. God told them they had to go and do this mission. They don't, they don't know. They're all from different parts of the world or country, and they just normal people, and all of a sudden they get these visions, and they all have the same visions, and when they meet up, they they re, you know tell each other about the same divisions that they had and it's like oh my god we got to do something about this and so they go to this cabin out in Pennsylvania where these it's these two guys they're both gay and they have a daughter a little Asian daughter and basically they're the four horsemen apocalypse and these two these three people the two gay guys and the daughter who are the guys are married they are responsible for the apocalypse happening it's going to be like these four or five different waves that come and if they don't basically kill each other uh they have to choose who dies and if they don't every time they don't something happens like uh, the plague um uh, a tsunami comes um all the electronics and stuff start to go down basically each level that they don't kill each each time like every 10 hours or something like that every time something doesn't happen a new plague would come because if they don't basically eliminate each other and they kind of use their love against each other. It's pretty sad that they had to, they try to do this. They use their love against each other to take one of them out. 
And uh, they don't really explain why they chose them. Uh, but I guess because they were pure at heart, they, you know, they were both gay and they stuff. And they thought that it was a setup because they were gay and people were like, I had a hate crime on them. But it basically takes part in the, this cabin the whole time. And Dave, uh, Dave Batista is the leader of the four horsemen. And he's basically like they have these weapons and um, they basically like, hey, man, we don't want to do this, but we have to make you do this or we're all going to die. Everybody's going to die. The whole world's going to die. And um, uh, it, I, I don't know. It was, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. I would say that it was, it it had some parts. Dave Dave Batista saved it for me. Um, it's it got a little slow. Um, wasn't a whole lot of action. I don't. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I would call it a psychological thriller. I would say. I would say that it's not a. It's, it does say horror on it, but it's not a horror movie. Um, I I found some enjoyment. The friend I went with, she was looking at me like this sucks. She didn't go to sleep, but she was kept. This sucks. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you know, what I mean. So um, that that probably wasn't the best movie for her. Uh, but for me, I, I I gave it a mild grade. I give it, I gave it three brownie points out of five, just because Dave Dave Batista made it enjoyable for me. He every time he got to talk, I was like, "This dude is a great actor, man. He's really doing." No, I'm doing, glad he had a good. Role. He did. I he like did a good a job. He really did a good job. Uh, but if you you looking for a lot of action and you look, it's not a horror movie. It's an M. Night Shyamalan. It does feel like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. He throws himself in there, so be prepared to see him when you do. Uh, but it's just about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and these three people uh, are responsible for it, and they just don't believe Of course, they're not going to believe it. They think it's just a hate crime. And um, every time they decide not to kill somebody or not to kill themselves, another version of the apocalypse happens and and it, you know all that stuff so i'm not gonna tell you no more if you want to see it but I, I still thought it was a middle of the road movie uh wasn't i didn't hate it but it wasn't that great i would say so, so it wasn't his worst movie no, it wasn't his worst but it wasn't his best uh i still thought old was better than that oh damn yeah i, was, I thought old was like middle of the road i would put it good. there i'd put it right there with them i maybe they're neck and neck i would say uh, Dave, like I say, Dave Bautista had the black lady that had the uh, epilepsy from old. She's on there, but I didn't recognize. Well, I saw her in the previews. Yeah, yeah, and the two guys um, that you get into their background, and maybe you start to realize a little bit why they were chosen. Um, but and then they, the, the whole time the daughter is, you know, she doesn't want to see all this stuff, and they have to kind of block her from everything. But other than that, it just takes place in this cabin. They never leave from the cabin, and it's basically about. The world is ending. God has came and he's done his wrath and he's chosen these people for a reason. And uh, you just got to learn what happens after that. So, yeah. Okay. Is there a M. Night Shyamalan twist? Um, No, it's not a it's not a huge twist. Well, that's what it's yeah. supposed to be known for. Yeah, it doesn't like a- have like, okay, I didn't see that coming. Oh, man, it wasn't one of those. And that's when the girl turned me like, this is not what I thought we were watching you know what i mean so i just think it's just a middle of the road not his worst but not his best it doesn't have that big time twist that we were all expecting probably so um that's the only thing new i saw but it, i i did go to a theater and see that and you know what watching um going during um you know the matinee it was like old people club or something like it was all senior <laughs> citizens in this damn thing like man really? man and they were moving slow motion and shit and <laughs> 
Like, man, goddamn, this is senior citizen time right here. That's so, the hardest demographic to get back to. Right, the right. There was packed with senior citizens. I'm like, damn, is it like an old home, old folk homes day or something? Like, what the hell is going on? That's Every, promising, actually. Senior I'm, citizen discount. I know because you know they, you they, they they take him. All of a sudden, it was like a few people. Then boom, all these old folks came. Like, yeah, where they come from? From church? Where the hell is going on? <laughs> and they just popped up in there, and then it was just getting popcorn and chocolate and stuff, and it was just slowed down everything. But oh, so they sold out of raisinets. Yeah. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All the diet coke was gone and shit, but uh, yeah, it was it, it it was you could tell there everybody started to rush for that matinee time because like I said, the, the tickets are way cheaper during matinee. Like oh man, I we 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 had a whole buffet, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff because we had to get. That's tickets, actually a pretty you know? decent crowd. Yeah, it is. I'm always is. interested in what movies the um, I guess the older demographic gravitates right. towards. Yeah, because I didn't see a lot of them like at Avatar. No, I didn't. When I went, it always night, seems though. like this. Yeah. These I kind did of the original right. Avatar. Well, yeah, after right. like after it's been in theaters for a while, yeah, sure. But like that first couple of weeks, like yeah, old people ain't going out there to. Yeah, they don't like the big crowds. Yeah, they like uh, COVID. Right. Or something. Yeah, the yeah. movies that are made for them, they have moderate openings, and then if there's good, word of mouth will carry it. Mm-hmm. They don't need that big colossal headline making. Made thirty, forty million dollars opening weekend number one. The old older crowds over fifty five, they'll go see something in week two, three, or four if their friends yeah. tell them it's good. Yeah, oh. yeah but I'm, I'm glad one of y'all watched it because I was thinking about uh, I don't know if I want to go out opening weekend because I'm going to be busy this week. Might want to wait for streaming maybe when it comes to whatever it comes to or get get our somebody we know to hook us up with something that's. A bootleg copy of it because it's I wouldn't I don't recommend. I am so glad you took one for the team. <laughs> I Sean. did because I I I like that kind of psychological thriller. I was like, okay, this is gonna be dope, and it's just it wasn't enough for me. But Dave Batista, he's becoming a great actor because he's so docile in this. Uh, he doesn't get angry at them. He, he he just like, hey, I need you to pay attention because the world is going to end if you don't. And he never gets upset. He's just so calm and collective. He, he he's big as hell in this little ass shirt, you know what I mean? This dude's super huge, and he did a good job. I was impressed with him. So, you know, see, I'm, I I'm happy for that because yeah. I was hoping that he was going to catch like a nice little rhythm after he, you know, I guess pronounce his throne as being Drax. Or, yeah, and army of the what? Are you, the army of the dead? Army or, of the which dead. I thought he was yeah. good in. Yeah, he, I thought he was pretty good. And of course, he had like that very small role where he didn't have no dialogue in the that James Bond film. I thought that was, I thought that was a pretty good one. He I was a hawking uh, henchman. Yeah, uh, I thought he, he played the henchman. I thought he did pretty good. How and of about, course, uh, the Glass Onion movie. I thought yeah, he, he was I great. Thought he did pretty good. So yeah, he, he played Runner twenty forty seven. Yes, I forgot about that one. Yes, and uh, I think he had like the. It was like when COVID first hit. They had uh, the one Amazon released with the the one girl. It's like a like a kids movie. It was called My Spy or something like that, where he just pretty much uh, watches after this one girl who's. I guess like a witness or something like that to some crime or whatever. That's not the one he was an Uber driver. And no, all. oh god, that movie was terrible. What? The, That's two oh, different man, movies. That, that, that like an so, Indian dude with him. It was like a damn the one dude that was in uh, Eternals. The, the I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of his name. But that was, yeah, that movie was that movie was fucking trash. It, it, it was looked so terrible. Bad. It like looked he, bad. Oh yeah, yeah. So don't don't watch that one. But Dave Bautista, I'm happy that he's. He's actually doing a good job as an actor. He is. He did. Now, even the friend one. Like, now, I like him. Now, do you think he can be? Uh, damn, it seems kind of blasphemous to say because the Rock is doing so good. But is he? Does he have potential to be the best uh, wrestler turned actor? He he could. I mean, the Rock is so huge, though, as far as his charisma. He don't. The Rock have is that... popular, but the Rock isn't like a. Uh, 
he, he doesn't I don't want to say an actor actor because right. Dave Bautista feel like he can really like act in dramatic so. I was yeah I would say he can be a little more dramatic I think The Rock has so much charisma it's hard to take that out of him Black Adam was the only thing you know we might have said a couple other movies where he was really really stern and wasn't playing around the whole time serious business for the most part yeah like faster I yeah yeah or there's a couple a movies one. but I, I can't get past The Rock when he's with Kevin Hart and all the time he's just playing around yeah. I, Dave Bautista doesn't seem like he has that you know, what I mean, quite. He he seems like he's a little more stern, and and, and you know, he seems like he has it. He could be in a dramatic. But he's well, hilarious he in Guardians of the Galaxy. He is. He is. Yeah, I will he's say that. he's got more range, I think. Yeah, more than any other wrestler. I was, turned out. I was very impressed with this knock at the cabin because, like I said, they didn't they didn't use him for his size. He they could have used him for that. You know, what I mean, he didn't use his 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 stature, his big bulkiness. And okay. They didn't use him for that. He was like the most docile character in the damn movie. You know what I mean? Like he was a big teddy bear. Yeah, this a big, like a pastor or something. You know what I mean? Like he was very, very calm and collective. He never got mad the whole movie, you know? And a I like, pastor that did five to ten. Right. Yeah. <laughs> big ass, t- with tattoos all over and a big ass head. But, um, you know, just his, the way he was so calm in the movie, like, man, this dude is, he's really keeping it together. You know, I know this is acting, but I enjoyed him. I thought he did. Well, a good he does job. seem like he's a really uh, gentle soul. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, he really like, does. He seems like he'll be in the corner, like meditating, like listening to mm-hmm. like soft music or something like that. He doesn't seem like one of those guys that that's a stereotype of like the big, like bulky wrestler or whatever. Just I don't know. He he seems different as yeah. far as like wrestling. He seems like he's really calm, mellow. Uh, you know, soft-spoken kind of guy. Like he's complete opposite of what most people might think. And I think that's kind of refreshing. <laughs> There's a part that. where he's knocking on the door and they like looking out, and the dude's like, "Man, holy shit, he's huge! Man. <laughs> Who the fuck is this dude? This dude's this is huge." And but he doesn't. He did, they don't use him for that. He's just so docile in this and so laid back. You know. So. All right. So I'll definitely try to check that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till streaming. Ryan, you got anything new this week? I saw a pretty good one. Uh, he had a. Pretty solid theatrical run. It's now on streaming. Uh, Mr. 300 himself, Gerard Butler, and Luke Cage himself. Oh, Michael Coulter, Plane. Enjoyed it. Uh, Solid action movie. Not as... um, Can you give me a quick synopsis of what's going on? Because I didn't watch the trailer. I have have no idea. um, It looked like a made straight-to-video preview, just looking off the trailer. Um, A pilot crash lands a plane in the Philippines after getting caught in a storm. Uh, some mercenaries try to hold him hostage for ransom money. Um, and Michael Coulter and Gerard Butler fight the mercenaries to try to escape safety. Uh, pretty much every '90s action movie you probably ever heard, but um, it was not over the top, and it seemed very grounded. Um, it didn't rush itself, and it was. Uh, sigh of relief from a huge action movie fan like myself. I'm, I was so happy that it was just Gerard Butler being a uh, late 40s, early 50s pilot who's put in an extraordinary situation as opposed to an ex-Navy SEAL who just happens to be a pilot and now he's in a situation where he has to save everybody's life. No, he's just a pilot and he has to team up with the criminal that was on board facing a murder charge, which is Michael Coulter's character. And, uh, yeah, while they go out looking for supplies, that's when the mercenary comes and, uh, take all, it's a small flight, 14, 15 passengers. They try to hold him for ransom money and it's, uh, Gerard Butler, Michael Coulter trying to free him and fight him off and try to get the plane running again. Didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, the, uh, 
it felt authentic. So uh, me never being in flight school or having my flight license, it really showed you what it takes to be a pilot uh, leading up to the big crash and even the capitalism of the of the industry of airlines. Because, yeah, they even uh, the lead character, Gerard Brothers, like, you know, there's a bad storm where we're going on this uh, 10 hour flight. And they said, hey, it's going to save us ten thousand dollars if we make it here tonight instead of postponing it. So just go up to thirty seven thousand feet and just get over. It. Like, OK, that's ridiculous. But it was it was very entertaining. And it, the action wasn't overly violent or over the top in character. It's really got likable characters with the small cast it has. A uh, nice way to spend an hour and 40 minutes. Very entertaining. Uh, give plenty a chance when you guys get a, get a shot. Where's that at? Where you can watch it at? Uh, you can only buy it digitally oh. right now. Um, it should be on stream one of these streaming networks within the next month. You can buy it digitally off of uh, Apple or uh, any of the other networks or Amazon. You can buy it for $10. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to actual streaming or you want to pay $10 to watch it for a weekend, it's worth it. It's a good movie. Okay, I'll take it away. I saw it coming out in the theater. I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've seen Gerard like, Butler in anything since uh, Den of Thieves, and that was like three or four years ago. Den of Thieves is actually pretty good. That was damn good. I really enjoyed that. And it's rare because, you know, 50 Cent, the, usually him in movies, I'm like, oh, The God, kiss here, here of death. Go. I was like, all right, y'all As soon as he opens up. his mouth, oh, my God. Like he gonna start playing in the club and all this other shit and I'm like, all right, man, I got time for this. But it, was actually, it was actually a pretty good film. I have to give him credit for that. Even though Gerard Butler, he's not in like three hundred shape or whatever, but I think the last really good role I saw him in was probably Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, he was awesome with, with in Jamie Foxx. I thought that one was pretty damn good. That was a nice little twist of a movie. So yeah, yeah shout out to Gerard. I Butler. think you guys will really enjoy playing. Yeah, and I really thought Michael Coulter would have more roles since he started you playing think. Luke Cage. We would really. Think. I think he has like some show. Maybe it's on Apple TV where he plays like a priest or something like that. I can't remember the name of the show, but I think it's called Evil. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a show called Evil. I think it's on season two or three. I never watched it, but I'm, I hear good things about it. Actually, it's supposed to be pretty nice. Yeah, there's a lot of shows I need to catch up on. This, I think we need to start doing uh, a whole show about. TV shows. I know we did movies like all top five movies and all this stuff. We need to go to TV shows pretty soon because there's a lot of good quality stuff out right now, and I feel like I'm missing out. There is so, so much, much content. We could quit our jobs and watch TV for 12 hours a day. And still wouldn't be. Able we to wouldn't it. make it through half of all the shows that come. I out I think on that's the, the painful part of having so many streaming services. It's a, it's the good and the bad of it. It's like there's so much good stuff out there, but the problem is I don't have enough time in the day to catch all this stuff. Oh yeah, and I I really want to give a lot of praise to a lot of these actors who's who's put on to a lot of great shows that for one reason or another I just can't I can't seem to find it all the time. It feels if I can condense all my streaming into one damn app, I swear, whoever is out there listening to this, if you can invent an app where you can put all my streaming on one platform while I don't have to keep switching from Paramount to Peacock to Netflix to HBO Max to Hulu, yeah. it, it, it takes too much time out of the day for me. I have to scroll back and forth like I'm like I'm going through like my, my, my music catalog or something like that, trying to find like that one network that has like that one show that I'm looking for. And it's really hard to find. I need to find a better search engine or something to find all this stuff. Just it's it's like good quality overload at this point, which is a beautiful thing, but I can't get to all this stuff. So yeah, shout out to everybody who's been doing quality work the last few years, especially with streaming pretty much taking over at this point. There's a lot of good quality shows out there and a lot of, you know, movies that people are putting out on the streaming services. So 
Shout out to y'all. Now, are we looking to the future right now, guys? Any other new thoughts on, I get, well, for one, let's just get this out of the way because I don't know if my wife's going to drag me to this or not, <laughs> but Magic Mike, The Last Dance is oh, coming out yeah, this you're weekend. You're getting dragged to it. No, it that comes <laughs> out this weekend? Yeah. That you got out. some Hayek at least to look at. Sure, but it's still a Magic Mike movie. Not looking forward to seeing Jason Tatum, Pinochle, and shirtless. No, I, I, I don't. I don't want to see Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, I'm sorry. I don't need to see him. <laughs> like Jason Tatum. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I watched the last one. It was actually a pretty good storyline. Oh man, that they had in there. Like granted, Amber Heard's in there. I didn't really recognize her until like the end of the movie because she looked so damn weird and off a little bit. But I saw her in a movie. And like, it was a pretty good movie. I have to admit, Jada Pickett's in there. She had a nice little character. Uh, R.I.P. to Twitch, who uh, passed away. Uh, at the end of last year, you know, to suicide, he was the DJ on uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm-hmm. So he was in this movie. Uh, Michael Strahan was in that movie. I have what? no idea why, but he was all up in there, man, giving lap dances to women and shit. Like, oh my lord! Yeah, man, like, you, it happened. Okay, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and I moved on with my life. You know, as far <laughs> as like a movie is like. All right, this is this is actually a pretty decent movie. If you're gonna make a movie like this where women are gonna be watching it drooling and shit, you know, at the very least, make a good storyline. And it was a pretty good storyline. Channing Tatum is a really good actor and he's a very talented dancer. But this ain't a movie where men are looking forward to watching their wives drool and getting all horny watching men dance all over the screen. I don't, I don't need this shit in my life. Okay, I'm not dragging you to go see Demi Moore and uh, a stripper or anything <laughs> like that. So, uh, yeah. It has its place in the cinema world. I, I understand why women love it, but Channing Tatum, he's actually a talented actor, and I wish he'd just move on from this shit. He should have just left the last one alone. And if I get dragged to this, I'm not going to come back next week and review it, so don't y'all dare ask me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, t- I'm too much masculinity in me right now to say, hey, man, let's review Magic Mike, The Last Dance. All right, the dance moves were on point. <laughs> no, I ain't, ain't going to come in and do that shit. He was pop-locking and sweat was going everywhere. We're going to be, ooh, shit. Like, I don't need to see his, his dang-a-lang just all over the screen. Um, like, I'm good. So I got to see some previews when the old people got out the way. Finally got in my seats. We're almost 40, Sean. They were much older than 40. Um, well, um, it's cold-blooded. Yeah, I mean, I got to get my previews in. But we did see Evil Dead Rises. That looks good. I'm not going to put my money on it. I haven't seen it. that one yet. It's a new preview. Uh, it's a new Evil Dead. If you remember Evil Dead from the 80s and 90s or whatever. but And the last Evil Dead that came out was pretty good. It was very gruesome. I remember that. But... This looks scary. This looks like it could have some potential. You know me, I'm a horror guy. Ryan might not be on board with it, but I think it looks scary so far. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and disagree to quote Office Space here. I might be one of the biggest Evil Dead fans. Oh, okay. Well, ever. I'm just talking about his horror. You don't really, you're not a horror. I'm not a horror fanatic yeah. on your level. Yeah, yeah, but I'm But just saying, I was, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. It was all right. I'm not saying it, it looks if good. If you've seen yeah. the first four. Evil Dead movies, they need to come with something better than what they and they have two trailers out online. They they got the theatrical trailer and they got the red band trailer. It's not a huge difference. The red band just shows a little more blood. That was one of my bigger. I was looking forward to this. I really like the remake from I think 2013 or 14. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like sometimes we get enamored with the trailers and it not be good. That doesn't mean it's not going to be good. It could be true. It could be good. You know, we could. I'm just saying for what I saw, I was like, oh. 
this looks scary. You know, I mean, now that I, the, the last Evil Dead was more gruesome than scary to me. I, I like, all right, they taking it way. No, none of them are. Besides the first one, I wouldn't say that none of them are straight up horror. No, no, they kind of got some goofiness to them. Very like, much, yeah, like very with, goofy. With Ash and all Ash and Evil Dead, and he putting chainsaws on his arm and shit. Um, I can remember watching that with my brother. Like, this is. Supposed to be funny, or I'm kind of scared. The of this second film. and third yeah, one yeah. are absolute yeah, comedy. Yeah, I remember a little hand running around in the garbage bag and shit. Like, what the hell is this? That was his own hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, is this supposed to be scary or funny? Like, man, I don't know. I'm kind of confused. But I just saying there was something I knew, and then of course I saw. We already seen this, but Scream uh, Six. They, they showed that one. Sweet. Too. Yeah, that so. was that's a good trailer. That's the yeah. definition of a good trailer. I, of course, I laugh when a dude got uh, stabbed in, oh! <laughs> in, the, Sorry, in, the, in the store. <laughs> Try to pull uh, out a gun. <laughs> that was yeah, great. Yeah, so, but Scream, I don't know, man. I haven't seen the last Scream yet, so I, I know you guys said it was pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I said it was pretty good. Yeah, I just don't know if it's overstaying as welcome. Is it overstaying as welcome? I don't know. Well, I would have said after Scream 4, I was like, all right, man, it, it, it's overstaying as welcome. But after the last one, I was like, okay, I like where they're going with this okay. one. So I'm actually looking forward to the new one. Just don't do the, I will ho- say. Don't do the Halloween ends with me. I, I, I'm disappointed. I think Halloween stayed, overstayed as welcome here. Because it just didn't end well. So hopefully Scream, they still got it here. I got a nice little game for you guys. Uh, Is it the one that I bought you? (laughs) That's an awesome game. No. We get drunk enough, yeah, we might play it. Because I've I've had to play that by myself. But hopefully Dayton World-wise, it gets a little better. And I'll have a mate to play with. Okay. But thank you. That was one of the highlights of 2022. Thank you for those Christmas gifts. Awesome. No problem. Um. Just for the first one, you can do it with the second, third, and fourth, and r- real s- small tidbit, I will say that five films in with six on its way, I only disliked Scream 4. Nah, I, would, I would say the same thing. I, I, I was surprised I enjoyed five as much as I did, because at that point, I had no desire to see five, and I thought it already overstayed its welcome, but five was surprisingly good, so this there's a chance it could be good. But they are notorious for having two killers in each of the movies. And I'm interested to hear your guys' opinion, at least with Scream Did they one. have two killers in the third one? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember it was like the one uh, the one guy who was like the... That's the one they were in the LA son, in the mansion. When he was like a director or something like that. Who was the second killer then? Maybe I missed that. I could have sworn he was the only one. Was there one in Scream 3? I think it was the only one. The second one was obviously the mom and the the one guy, Tim Lee Oliphant. Yeah. Then the first, the second one, and the fourth one, there were two. There were two. Was this two and four? No, I'm over there. No, there was two and three. I'm tripping. There was. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I got to watch it again. There was two and three. I know it. Okay. We'll we'll get back to this next episode. But for the first one, uh, which is yet to be topped, seeing which one of the killers killed who in there. And. Because it's actually a pretty fun game. Because yeah, you, it's hard to t- you can actually tell by their body movements who's doing the killing. And in, in the first one, now, rewatching that recently, I really pay attention. Like, okay, I already know who the killers are, but which ones are committing the crimes? That's a, that's a pretty fun little game to watch if you've already seen the screen movies before, or if you need to rewatch it. Okay, you know there's two killers. Who killed each character in this one? Um, that's up for debate, actually. They never make it clear cut because the mask isn't always removed during the kills. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed that with the first screen. Okay. But sorry. Right. Sorry for that yeah. little tangent there. No, that's, that's totally fine. So, 
the new screen, I am looking forward to, and yeah, I'm not looking forward to the new Magic mic, but you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> like, take it, one it, for the team, man. It, it, it is. Now I don't. I, I can just cough and I'll just get away from her or something like that. I'm like, hey, I can't make it, man. I got to do laundry or something. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna make. Take a, a long bathroom break if it gets too bad. Just pace around out there. Look at some of the posters uh, for upcoming movies. <laughs> you ever sit on the toilet so long your legs go down? Oh, yeah, no, static. That's, that, that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. Like, oh, man, yeah. I missed it. Nah, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well. Damn it. We need more candy. Be right there. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, man, you need me to go get you another icy or something like that? Like, refill your Diet Coke or something like that? Like, Letting nah. everybody get in front of you. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, we in no rush, man. It's got like 15 minutes of previews. We ain't missing a damn thing. Man. All right. Now, as far as all that headlines that I saw this past week where we got to Viola Davis, our black queen, she reached EGOT. I heard a rumor. Somebody told me about this. I haven't confirmed this yet, but apparently they're going to do a reboot of White Man Can't Jump. They got a trailer out for it. This They've already is made fucking it. trash. Uh, oh, real quickly, the House Party remake. Trash. Not that bad. Wait, wait, wait. Not. It was, I expected trash. So the, I, you got trash, didn't you? I got something that was aight. I, I didn't even think it was going to be. I really walked, sat down to watch that movie expecting to see one of the worst movies of the past five years. Mildly entertaining. And for Pinochle time, I, I did not. <laughs> Jesus. I did not hate watching it a second time because my date wanted to watch that movie. All right. I was upset when I scrolled down at the new movies I have and she picked up. Ah, shit. But surprisingly, it was not that bad. LeBron James still can't act. But not that bad. Sorry to interrupt, Tommy. Sorry. But have, have you guys seen the new house party yet? No. I have no desire to watch it. I'm either. telling you, since I neither did I. I. I don't want to watch it at neither all. Neither did I. It. LeBron James, like, produced movies are just having, like, a reputation of being trash. He's in it for less than five minutes, and it's bad. But it is surprisingly funny. Let me, let me guess. He has like the most perfect hairline you've ever seen in your life. His beard is all dyed out, jet black and everything, not a gray in sight. Uh, oh, man. He, he got all his trophies and shit. And like his, it is a little, in his trophy room, he did have a hologram of himself giving self-motivational quotes. <laughs> They're like, he watches this when he works out, apparently. And he's like, yeah, the, your hairline is perfect, LeBron. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> And All right, at least of, he makes fun of him. He, he does. He does. Speaking it, of LeBron, he might pass Kareem tonight. Oh, I chance. forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I did see that on Facebook. He might. He needs thirty six. If he can get thirty six, y'all he's think he's gonna tomahawk dunk it on that that point, or you gonna do a sky hook? Oh man, just, he's gonna lay it. He's gonna lay it up and shoot. No, and his leg will probably be a free throw. <laughs> he's gonna miss that. He ain't gonna hit that one. But uh, yeah, no. Um, no, he's supposed to. He has a chance tonight. I think they play the Thunder or something like that. We'll see. It's impressive. It's an impressive milestone. Without being a, a good free throw shooter and a good three point shooter, you know he's 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 up there. He's going to pass him. I, he's going to get it either way. It might not be tonight. Or it's going to be the next game for sure. Yeah, next two games for sure. Yeah. Well, the only problem I have with something like this is like they make it too much of a show. Yeah. Like yeah. just play the fucking game, man. If you're just sitting there focused, like how many points I need. I need two more points. All right, man. I'm, y'all y'all give it to me on a fast break, man. I'm going to dunk it, man. Then we're going to call a timeout. Then we're going to drop a confetti. We're going to celebrate like we just won the championship. And then we'll clean up and finish the game. <laughs> like, man, shut the fuck up. Just yeah. play the goddamn game, man. NBA like, needs LeBron. They got to make a big deal. It's, uh, his years are limited. I'm waiting for him to retire. You might be waiting another three, four years No, because I, I, I don't need this Tom Brady shit. Like, LeBron James is not that – like, when he gets to these later parts of his career, even though he won a championship a couple years ago, it feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah. It, like, the Lakers have dropped. They literally, 
like I don't know why we're talking about this on a movie podcast, but I hate the fact that they completely revamped a championship team literally one year after they won a championship. Yeah, they did. That they, shooting guard they had, they should have kept him. Uh, what the heck is that dude's name? I remember mean, we had Danny Green on there for a while. Uh, Avery something? No, not him. Uh, Avery this dark-skinned black dude. Uh, he had like a, a hyphen in his last name. Oh, Caldwell Pope. Caldwell Pope. There yeah. we go. Oh, Carcavius. Yeah, he should. They should have kept him. He was. He was clutch for you guys. They that. always do something dumb. They make a good team, and all of a sudden they blow it up. Like, yeah. bitch, we just won. Keep the fucking team, man. This ain't Cleveland. Keep the team together. But whatever. But congratulations to LeBron James. I have no doubt that he's going to pass this tonight. Oh, yeah. I think he only like what 35, 36. 36 yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know they're going to keep feeding him the damn ball. Oh, he's, yeah, they're going to do gonna like be cherry picking if he has to. Like, go when, down there. I'll be right back here. Let's go down there. He's going to have a twenty four point seven rebound, six assist game, and he'll pass it the next game. They play more. No, it is luck. He'll probably sprain his ankle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a dunk. Probably. Uh, let, me, let me shut up, man. Shout out to LeBron James. Shout out to he still got, He still brought a tro- uh, championship to Lake. Yeah, he did. So I'll, I'll be grateful for that. But, yeah, this this part of his career, I feel like he just needs to, like, he needs to let did it go. You guys, he, he ain't going to be playing until his son gets in the league. You guys, yeah, I think he's waiting on that. Did you guys see the meme that had uh, KD and uh, Patty Mills together? And it said, The Last of Us. Because uh, Kyrie got traded, and then now it's just them two left. And That's had, a damn the, shame. <laughs> the Last of Us. They were like stuck in a leg. They look at like the, uh, the movie Last of Us. It was real funny. <laughs> they be tearing people up, man. So oh, man. The, the internet's undefeated. You can't beat them. You know? People be so bored and so creative. I at the know, same man. Time. It's so funny. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Yeah, y'all, y'all see any other headlines? Oh, I actually saw another headline that they're actually going to do another I Know What You Did Last Summer, bringing back Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ooh, I might like that. That sounded very interesting because yeah. I was wondering if they was going to go back to that whole thing of like, hey, we're bringing back like a lot of these horror franchises and doing another sequel. They did it with Scream successfully, even though the fourth one was kind of yeah. the last one was pretty damn good. And it was like the next one after that it looks like it's going to be pretty good because they moved to New York. I'm interested in seeing where they're going to go with this storyline because it, I, if I remember correctly, they killed off the the father. From uh, I know what you did last summer, or still, or something like that, or I still know what you did last summer. So I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. They're gonna try to do a legacy like a uh, mm-hmm. serial killer on this one. I don't know how that works. They never. In the first one, they didn't show that killed him. He, he just fell in the water, right? right. They didn't show that. I don't remember the second one. The second one's where the the had son brandy came in. on there. Was that had brandy and they were out in a lake house? It had or like ocean the one guy's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. son in there. Like the dude, he, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's like I'm Ben's son. It was like, what? Like, oh, yeah, that's fucking creative. Like, Mackay Pfeiffer got hooked in the throat and all this stuff. Like, all right, man, I'm done with this movie. I'm done with this fucking movie. Yeah, you know, like, Jack Black is a stoner. That'd be that, all right. Me not being a horny teenager anymore, I can't really say I'm excited about that, but. It's a horny adult now. Very <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, I'm glad to see Jennifer Love Hewitt getting work. I've always had a crush on her. She hasn't really done anything well, in a yeah, while. She's well, she's on the show 911. Yeah, she has. She's she not. She doesn't look like how she used to. She's she's gained a little bit of weight, but she's still very beautiful, still very talented, still. So yeah, if you're looking for nostalgia, looking for her like that, like no, that ain't it. It ain't there no more. So just let that part go. When you guys get a chance and you're away from your uh, better halves, <sighs> Damn, please we got, Google. We got to bleep this out. I'll keep it. I'll keep it tame. Just me right now, but Christina Aguilera, <laughs> red hair. Just Google that. She dyed her hair red, and she posted. A topless video wearing thigh hugging leggings. 
And she's not a genie in the bottle anymore. She, yeah. No, she's better than ever. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like she her looks, better with a little bit of weight. She I'm way too skinny. For me way too then. skinny back in the day. She is amazing right now. Please. And she can still sing her ass off. Christina Aguilera. You keep up on That's all the pop work. stars. You got, what's her name? Uh, Kesha. Christina Aguilera. Man. I swear, if you ever get his phone <laughs> and look at his history, he is a nasty man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, check his cookies. <laughs> red, red, you guys got red in. Don't ever check my history on my phone. Like this, is, you last night on Savant, right? Oh, Do you Did have you somebody help? that you in your life that you trust to clear your history off of your phone? That's going to leave a lot of questions when people get a hold of your phone. They look up your history, like, oh man, what the fuck was Brian looking into? I think it's typical uh, male heterosexual male stuff. It's not. Gonna, it's really not that crazy. It's going to be mostly movie stuff. The occasional nasty. It's nothing. It's pretty tame. I, I don't even go watch internet porn really that much. Anymore. Me neither. It's all downloaded into my head now. We've <laughs> <laughs> been watching porn since twelve years old. Yeah. Man. I, I all my sexual experiences are downloaded into my head. I, I got a mental rolodex. I just go look it up in my mind. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Bring that one down. That was fun. Bring it right back down and uh, replay oh, it. Oh, I yes. can relate. I can yeah. relate. Yeah, so. Oh, man. Shout out to y'all, y'all nasty ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you did, um, <coughs> if it wasn't in a text message, you might have shared on Facebook or it could have been Sean with the uh, new plan with AMC Theater. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was that the all about? They're charging for what do they mean, the pre- good seats now? What are the good seats? The ones in the back? I mean, they got the middle. Be, I think yeah. it's like the middle. Those are always yeah. the first seats that sell out. Right, yeah. yeah. Where people want to sit like dead center because that's where the acoustics is like. But they don't sell out at AMC because unless it's IMAX, you can sit where you want, right? AMC, for the right? big releases, yeah. it's all, they usually have enough screens where it's not going to sell out. Right. But they're going to charge more for those middle seats. That's fucked up. So the loyal film goers who are keeping the industry alive, you're going to try to take more out of their wallet when this is an industry that's on its deathbed damn near? Why would you be trying to make more money off the movie goer? They try um, to make their money back some way somehow, but that's a dirty-ass uh, way of getting don't it. Ma- that, it really pissed me off. That's backwards. And they are the biggest theater chain in the United States right now. So AMC... I hope you crash and burn and never try this crap again. Now, there is another movie that came out this weekend, which I probably will never see. It's like Turning 80 for Brady, some crap like uh, that. 80 for Brady, yeah. Now, they actually had a good idea. They're Because they know it's an older audience who are going to oh, see this. Oh, the one this. with Jane Fonda and Sally Field. I have no desire to see this. All ticket prices are matinee price, even if you go at 10 o'clock at night. That must be where the old folks are going to do see stuff them. like that. That's that Brady not in the playoffs no more. <laughs> it's serious. Yeah, do 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 stuff like that that rewards the movie goer by rewarding their their wallets. Don't try to take more out of us by overcharging for premium seats. Awful, awful idea, AMC. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. But that's got to be for IMAX, though, right? This is for all AMC theaters. Well, how do you, how how is it going to work though? Because we don't really pick your seats, though, right? Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. If it's, if like, if it's one of those, if you're like uh, where there's no assigned seating, it's first come first serve. Oh, okay, it's okay. not like that. But what we do, like what we do for a Regal, where we actually pick our assigned seats, where you say, "Hey, I want to sit right here," and you mm-hmm. go in there, you say, "Hey, get the fuck out of my spot." Yeah, and that they overcharge for that shit. And the seats, if you notice at Coldwater, their seats are all tore up now. All the leather them came off of it. And, you know, you still can recline. There's some. I sat in one that didn't even recline. I had. To, oh, I, I was so pissed. I was like, "Damn, See, this shit don't even go for. back." And like you know, so and I, it, I used all the, I used all the white privilege that my wife gave me. <laughs> I went to found the manager. 
That's what I'm talking about. You better give me a seat that work, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. You know how much money I spent on these tickets? Oh, jeez. Somebody yeah, better awesome. get the screwdriver and recline me right now. <laughs> just, pull it, just pull it straight back. Roll, roll right out of the <laughs> I was so fucking mad because I let my family pick these seats. Then I sat down, all I heard was. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, this chair ain't charged or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I had to sit up straight for like half the movie. I was like, man, this is fucking bullshit. I did not pay all this money to sit like a peasant. Oh. That's funny. Oh, man, that, that, that had me so fucking hot. Yeah, man. I noticed that one time. One time I didn't go back, and then I, I looked back, and all the leather is just off of the seat. Like, dog, damn, they gotta, they're not trying to you know, uh, fix this up a little bit. This is getting kind of out of hand now. You know, They so. ain't got no money to get no new seats. Yeah, yeah serious. Yeah. They better put the plastic on the couch like my grandma did. <laughs> You're sitting in this one. but They all got that soul glow little headrest like fucked up on the back of it like damn man they have some rough ass heads on this fucking seat oh man but i i, I am i am kind of pissed about the overcharging of the i guess they call it like the good seats or the premium seats where yeah, the hell that's they're trying crazy to call it. man did they say how much they're jacking up the prices to didn't say i don't think i saw oh, they just but... gonna surprise you when you buy your as an extra five dollars <laughs> it's already ridiculous you know unless i can say unless you go into matinee i think i paid fourteen seventy five for two tickets that that was shocking. I thought it was going to be a little more than that, but it is you know a good price, I guess. But what do you pay? Like it's like thirteen fifty for just like a regular thirteen seat? for like a regular seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah but especially because IMAX it is more. But that reminds me, I got to buy our tickets for. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, tomorrow. yeah, So yeah, we all good to go to Thursday. Yeah, I'm down. We, we yeah. Thursday night next week. All right, Ryan, I got to pick you up. I ain't gonna lie, to you. <laughs> you ain't gonna be late to no damn movie. I ain't gonna be waiting in the lobby like, oh wait, can't, we gotta wait for Ryan. We gotta scan him in. <laughs> Change like, his address. We can't, go, can't go to his house and pick him up. I thought you living over here? No, no, moved. Yeah, no, no, I'm down Thursday. Yeah, yeah it'll just be us three, and I'll probably bring my son along. My wife agreed that, hey, she probably shouldn't come on the first day because she's going to be talking like, what the hell is Quantumania? Talking or go to sleep, one, you know, so. God damn it, we paid all this money for your ass to go to sleep. Yeah, dog it. No, man, but it actually, the last few trails, usually I'm kind of skeptical when they keep putting out more and more clips, giving, like, bits of the movie away more and more, but this actually looks pretty damn good from what I've seen the, from the trailer and the clips. This actually looks pretty fucking good like Jonathan Majors he's gonna have like a great like a few weeks cause he got this one then a couple weeks later he's gonna have uh, the new Creed, Creed yeah. coming out so yeah I'm, I'm hoping that this movie actually turns out a lot better than I initially thought I thought it was gonna be like middle of the road typical Marvel stuff cause they've been kinda hit and miss on their movies lately especially on some of their shows but this one looks like it's gonna like really buy out some good hope for me and get like get me a hype about an Ant-Man movie so I am looking forward to this one the this first one two are really, really good, good. I the goodwill of the first two gives me hope. This third one's going to be good. All right. Well, that's that's all I'm hoping for. Just a me good, too. good ass Marvel movie, and for us to come in and say, "Hey, like this shit was actually pretty fucking good." So, shout out to Marvel. Shout out to Paul Rudd, Jonathan Majors. Yes, man. Cross my fingers that you do great as Kang in this one. All right. Any more headlines? We all good? We ready to get to our yeah. hidden gems? Yep. All right, man. Hidden gem for me this week. Something that I found on Netflix a couple years ago, and I actually watched it again over the past week. And I actually thought this was actually a low-key, pretty damn good movie that Netflix put out as like one of their originals. Uh, it's The movie is called uh, In the Shadow of the Moon. Have you ever heard of this one on Mm-mm. Netflix? This is definitely a hidden gem for me. Now, I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. Let me look, let me look it up. But basically, the, the synopsis of this, without giving it away, because it, it does, it gets very confusing if I try to, if I try to, try to tell y'all exactly what's going on without getting anything of the way. 
But basically, it's a time traveling serial killer. Sweet. Sold. Th- that like premise something. alone had me like, huh, this is pretty fucking interesting. But uh, I'll, I'll give this a try. But it, it stars a uh, uh, Boyd uh, Holbrook. Uh, basically, he was like the bad guy in uh, Logan. He had like that metal hand. Okay. Or, or, right. or whatever. And as uh, Michael C. Hall, he has a part in this. Uh, our guy, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Is also in his movie. Oh, he uh, plays his partner, and it's a bunch of other uh, actors and actresses. That some of them are like up and coming actors, actresses. Some of some of these people I haven't heard of before, but but overall, this is it. Basically, stars uh, uh, Boyd Holbrook, and it basically he's like this. Uh, he starts off as an officer, just a regular like foot patrol officer, and uh, he's like uh, at this crime scene, and he sees like a bunch of like uh, I don't know, like five or six people die on the same like on the same night in the exact same way in like very mysterious ways. And they all have like this same little piercing on the back of their neck. And like, it, it happens that one night they almost think they caught the killer, but then like they see like the killer gets like a, gets hit by a train or run over or something like that. And like, all right, that's the end of that. And then like, uh, like some years later, like 10 or 15 years later, it happens again. And the exact same killer is there at the crime scene and they're chasing him and it's had like the same marks on the back of people's necks. And they're figuring, like, what the fuck? Like, like this this case was solved, like, 10, 15 years ago. Like, how the hell is this happening again? And then it happens again. Like, another 10, 15 years later. The same killer, same MO. People died very mysterious ways. And the same mark on the back of their neck. So, this guy, just he was just, like, obsessed with trying to find this killer. Because, like, so they came around the second time around. He's like, there's no way in hell. Like, I saw you die. Like, there's no way in hell. Like, you're still alive. So he's been obsessed with this. He starts off as, like, a like a patrol officer. He ends up being, like, a detective. And then, like, the next time around, he's, like, retired and he's old. And then he's, he's still obsessed with, like, solving this case. But that was that, that's the most I could probably give away about this movie without actually giving away, like, a lot of spoilers. But overall, I thought this was, like, very, very good for, for me. I thought it was pr- a pretty damn good plot twist at the end as far as, like, who the killer is. But overall, I think this one was probably, like, maybe 3.8, 3.9 out of 5. I have to give it a grade. I thought it was actually pretty fucking solid. So, yeah, if y'all actually get a chance to watch this this weekend before y'all get into the Super Bowl mode, uh, In the Shadow of the Moon is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. So I think y'all should should check that one out. I thought it was pretty good. Sweet. That's new to my radar. On Netflix, right? Yep, it's on Netflix. And usually I don't care about Netflix, but this one caught my eye, like, a couple years ago. I was like, damn. This is actually pretty good. And I watched it again, like, not too long ago, like, a few weeks ago. I was like, damn, this movie is still pretty fucking good. All right, man, this is a good watch. So every once in a while, their original content is actually pretty good. It's actually pretty solid. So, yeah, good good shout-out for Netflix right, right now for tonight. So good for y'all. Um, Sweet. I'm going to go with one that was very, very – a big, it was a big deal when it came out because of what, what we had going on. And it's hilarious. I'm going to go with the interview with Seth Rogen and uh, uh, James Franco. Oh, my God. I have to admit, I've never seen it. You've never seen that? you're missing out. It's funny as hell. The dude they got playing King Jong-un, you see him all the time, but he's hilarious. I think he's in Ant-Man 2. Yeah, yeah. the FBI guy. Yeah. yeah, No, he's in, uh, is it Ant-Man or is it uh, WandaVision? Both. Both. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep, Both, yeah. yep, yep, yep. That's the him. same FBI yeah. guy that's watching Paul Rudd yeah. on the house arrest. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. He's the, he, oh, he plays it perfect. But them two are, are good together, even though I think they they might have had a falling out for what happened in a couple movies here. But <clears throat> that's, this is a good time. This came out in uh, 20, when the heck does this come out? I think 2015, 
2014, actually. So uh, then both of them, uh, Dave Scarlock, James Franco, and his producer, Aaron Rappaport, Seth Rogen, are a team behind the popular tabloid TV show Skylark Tonight. After learning that North Korea's Kim Jong-un is a huge fan of the show, they have a successful uh, interview with him and hoping to uh, legitimize themselves as you know popular journalists. However, Dave and Aaron prepare for the journey to uh, actually help the CIA get information on Kim Jong-un and possibly bring him down in all his operations. So uh, this is a good time. I, you got to watch this, Tommy. Like, this is funny, man. Both of them, this is a part where he had to sneak something in. And Seth Rogen has to put it in his ass. And it's what? <laughs> he has to put it in his ass. And, you know, they take it there. They take it there for sure. And uh, they he gets somehow he ends up outside in, in North Korea. And there's this tiger outside. And it's, that it's, it's, part it was, was real, real funny. funny. Real funny. But um, come to find out... Uh, Kim Jong Un, he, he just he he likes the show. He's a huge fan of their show, and so he's okay with them coming over. And they get uh, he's trying to show North Korea is actually not this bad of a place. That they got grocery stores and they actually treat the people of the country really well. And they end up finding out they they don't and all that stuff. It's just a good time. He becomes um, James Franklin becomes his friend and shit. And then they have to go <laughs> going at the end and try to take over and all that stuff. And it's just a good time. I'm gonna tell you because I you haven't seen it, Tommy, but this it's on Netflix or might be on Hulu. Uh, it's one of those. If you can't find it on either one, I'm sure Amazon would let you get it. It's a good time. I know most people probably have seen the interview, but I just thought about it because I like. I saw something about Seth Rogen the other day. Um, it's a good time, and interviews, are, it's, it's funny. Uh, it's, they take it there. It's kind of raunchy, but that's what most Seth Rogen movies are. So, But if you like Seth Rogen and James Franco, if you can get by all the shit he's done in the last couple of years, give that a try. It's called the Interview. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. It's been out for a while, but it's very funny. So. I'll go as far as that's a comedy classic. I think so. It's one I of think the funniest so. movies I have ever seen I in my think life. So. That guy to play Kim Jong should have gotten an Academy Award he nomination for that. He played it perfect. Ooh, that was some of the funniest. And they're trying crap, to they're trying to poison him on top of it. It's hilarious. It's super funny. It's super funny, man. I it's up there with the super bads and some of the stuff best stuff Seth Rogen's right. done. That's saying a lot because super bad is a fucking. Classic. I think super bad might be my favorite. I, but I don't think that's Seth Rogen's in that. But I think Jonah Hill's the star of that. Now but, I'm talking about like movies like with him and uh, James Franco. Is this better than um, This Is the End? <sighs> It's in the so. same level. I think it's better. Or yeah. like Pineapple, Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Express. It's right there. Ooh, that's a toss. You think it's better? You think it's better than that's Pineapple like, Express? To me, that's like uh, yeah. trading places and coming to America. Yeah. You can't really go wrong with, with either Danny one. Danny McBride and tra- uh, Pineapple Express might give it an edge over Pine- uh, over the interview, but it's close. It's very close. I like Danny McBride. Uh, it's close. And then it's what's close. your what's your boy from the Pizza Hut commercial? Oh, uh, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. He's in is this hilarious. is in, this is the end, but he's not in. Those. He's in Pineapple Express. Yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah he, he was, is great. He is. Hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah he's when he real puts funny. his hand in that macaroni, he's like, oh shit, hell yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I <laughs> seated it. <laughs> I'm about to kill the fuck out of your ass. <laughs> he was real funny. Hell it. yeah, he was gay as fuck. Damn, you you look good. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill the fuck out of your pretty ass. Get your ass down here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> those are these are classic movies. I would say Absolutely. it's on the line of those movies. Time you got to watch interview. I got to find this little Asian girl that is in there that's helping him out. Oh man, it's great. It it's is great. hilarious. Hilarious. So and one of the more um, important time periods in uh, right because it, yeah because it was kind of hitting at the time where we were 
might be possibly going to world. Yeah, I know. Fast. I was like, yeah. that's a wrong movie to put out when we yeah. try to we trying to get uh, Kim Jong Un to keep they the, stopped keep the it from, off the button. This is before the pandemic. Remember? Yeah, they hacked our. Oh yeah, that was like the Sony hacking. Yeah, uh, North Korea yeah. actually. Hacked our computer mainframe. I remember, like, a lot of contracts went out and all that they, shit. Yeah, that caused a big-ass problem. Yeah. Big problem. And, uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't think there's discrimination in the entertainment industry, the proof is right there. People lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one lady lost her job for saying, uh, we don't think we should cast Denzel Washington in this movie because black actors don't sell overseas. That that got put out in public. And that, these were just little teasers North Korea leaked out. They said... Hey, if you release the interview, we're gonna we're gonna disclose the whole shebang. We're gonna just they got everybody in Hollywood's dirty secrets, and that's just one little piece. They stopped they stopped us a fifty million dollar produced movie from getting released based off those leaks. That was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. All right. Well, they they ain't never gonna happen again. That's for damn sure. I know they tighten up their firewall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that was that was so crazy. That when cost, I heard about all that. Stuff. That was you. You would like the interview, Tom. You would like it. I think okay, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Ryan, you got something for us this week? Sure thing. Sure thing. Um, the '90s gave us a plethora of black classics. Uh, oh, what a great time to be alive! Menace to society. You know, you boys up, in the hood. Man. Yeah, the, the wood. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we talked about, uh, well, I guess, Love and Basketball might not have been in the 90s, but, um, yeah, one that kind of gets overlooked, uh, which I feel is great, is a movie called New Jersey Drive. came out Ooh, in the mid-90s. damn, you really dug at the bottom of the crate on that one. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think too many people even know about this damn movie. If, if you haven't, please give it a chance. There was just so many good movies coming out at the time, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. But it is well worth watching, and it's really good. It's uh, pretty much about two teenage carjackers in Newark, New Jersey, in the mid-'90s. And during the 90s, Newark, New Jersey is the car-stealing capital of the United States. Main reason being it's so close to New York, and you can pretty much steal. You have a large selection of cars to steal from and pawn off in New Jersey. Uh, That's why the mob is so prevalent in the in new jersey but they make the mistake of stealing a police car and now uh, the police are paying extra attention to them out of all the other carjackers in there the uh two main leads of this movie uh sharon cooley and gabriel cassius they really didn't do a whole lot they pretty much lived in supporting roles but they're pretty freaking awesome in here and this is one of the first roles from uh, the guy from Clueless and Scrubs fame, Donald Faison. Oh, this is one of, uh, yeah. one of his uh, early roles. Remember the Titans? Yeah, yep. Pete. Remember the Titans? Yep. So you want to see him looking real young. Uh, very entertaining. And uh, as far as coming of age slash crime movies slash black, predominantly black cast movies, uh, very, very solid movie. Just kind of got overlooked just because there were so many other highly – out in movies of that time but yeah anybody who sat down and watched new jersey drive in my peer group really enjoyed it and uh does not look like it's on a streaming network right now but if you see it in the uh, bargain barrel dvd bin that's a two dollars well spent new jersey drive one of the better movies in the 90s well worth watching damn i am shocked that most people even know about that movie I okay i watched it I like I like my black classics of the '90s and early 2000s. 
Same here. I always thought for the longest time I was like the only person in the world that watched the New Jersey Drive. That nobody <laughs> else watched that damn movie. Most like, of my friends at Wiser Park seen that movie for sure. No, this is like one of those movies where I'm like, damn, am I the only one that watched this shit? Man, this movie's fucking incredible. <laughs> the movie's fucking awesome. I love that. Oh movie. man, like history month, man. Wait, wait to black it up, everybody, man. Like, I'm like, very job, proud of us this like, week. Like, like job well done, man. We we got two more weeks of this shit, and then we then we back to celebrating women like we, <laughs> like we normally do, like Women's History Month. All right, man. But yeah, Black History Month, man. We we've been doing all right. Now, did we miss anything else? Did I miss anything? Any final thoughts on yo Ant Man that I need to think about? Um, did we cover everything? I, I Ryan, are you, are you getting excited? I I am just one just to be back in the movie theater. You know, I haven't seen a movie since Wakanda Forever in the theater, unfortunately. So I'm excited just to go to movies, and this is outside of Creed Three, probably my most end anticipated movie to see during the first quarter of this year uh, I, I really uh, after creed 3 i really can't get excited for anything until the summer um well actually uh real briefly not even the screen movie oh, i forgot about that i'm i'm curious okay, even if you're mildly i'm curious yeah. about it yes i can't say i'm holding my breath i liked scream 5 a lot and this previews look good but i can't say i'm eagerly anticipating it I, i'm looking forward to watching this because i'm a big fan of the franchise but I, I, one thing I'm disappointed in Marvel in, they have, all their movies have been in 3D. There's always a 3D option for every single Marvel movie that comes out. Even Shang-Chi, that movie was in 3D if you want to see in 3D. This is the, and this is, includes the Avengers movies. They are, just because they felt that Avatar 2 was going to be such a big box office phenomenon, most of these TV previews are showing for or Ant-Man Quantumania is advertising the 3D aspect of it. And a part of me doesn't believe it's because this movie was made to be seen in 3D. They're trying to bank in on the craze of Avatar 2, thinking Avatar 2 is going to reignite the 3D craze like the original did. I ain't mad at that. I, I, I think Marvel's above above that. that that's just, well, if there was a movie, I've always thought it would be between. Ant Man and Doctor Strange because they have like a lot there, of Doctor Strange like yes, multiverse like aspects of it, so it, it makes a little bit more sense to put it in 3D. I didn't see Doctor Strange in 3D, but I imagine it would look pretty good in 3D. I hear you, but I then again, you. like like I said, watching uh, watching a 3D movie it gives me a fucking headache. I can't do it. If y'all expect me to buy 3D tickets, I am not watching that. <laughs> no, I don't. Shit in 3D, no, like no, thank you, man. Maybe IMAX, maybe, but 3D, hell, hell, no. I don't want to do all that. My eyes be hurting. I get headaches real quick, man. I don't want to sit there any longer smelling Sean's popcorn and all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, just get Gotta in, get it. out. Gotta have it. Yeah. Uh, man, but another great episode. And once again, happy birthday to Ryan. Happy Thank birthday, you guys. Appreciate friend. it. No, 38 year. years I've known you, what? 25? See. Longer than that. We go back to Pee Wee football. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Play on Pee Wee team and. Became good friends freshman year at Southside. Yeah, almost thirty. And that's uh, that's that's a long yeah, fucking a long time. time. All our almost dying in car crashes and all. It's been a long time. Y'all should man. do a whole podcast yeah. of y'all outings. Yeah. <laughs> y'all seem like y'all had the most interesting life. We did. <laughs> it did. It was a lot, a lot of stuff going on, but it was mostly fun stuff. Yeah, man. Sean got to tell you some of those road trips to Boondock Land, Indiana, <laughs> for his little hookups. <laughs> We don't went to every small town in northeast Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're lucky we didn't get lynched oh, on the place that Sean took us. Oh, we went to Wabash, no Wabash, Warsaw. 
And we walk in and it's like all we went to a bar. We met up with these girls and we walk in. It's all white people and they just turn and look at us like and it's we, a movie. It's like a For movie. Sure. We My like, light skin ass felt like Wesley Snipes. Oh yeah, it was Wesley Snipes and Idris Alba walking in there. That's what it felt like. What you doing around no, here? No, <laughs> we 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 had some fun, man. We it's we're now I'm not doing any of that in my life anymore. But yeah, that was some that fun was time. actually that that was a good trip. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The girl, oh. I ended up meeting. I, I kind of regret not getting serious with her. She was yeah, off the chain. I don't remember any of the girls I had at the time. But I, do, I actually I, I drove like, back a couple times after that. <laughs> I remember I was Ryan, in a relationship. No, with one of them. I do remember Ryan throwing up in my car. No, uh, I threw up uh, when I got home. Yeah, you threw up on the door. No, yeah, Sean, yeah, don't lie yes, to you people. Did. You, as soon as you dropped me off, I, I you didn't throw up on it. It might have been somebody else. But anyways, you threw up as soon as we, this dude fell asleep the entire way home. As soon as we get there, you unbuckle his belt. I had the courtesy <laughs> to open the door and throw up outside. <laughs> Not a drop got I in Sean's car. I thought you might have threw up on the door. I think James might have threw up on my door. Somebody threw up on my door. But anyways, it was some it was some good times back then. But I remember the girl you hooked up with. I remember that. Yeah, so she was straight. Yeah, I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tabby, if you're listening, come yeah, back. I don't even remember what she would look like. I know it was in Warsaw, though. Yeah. Tabitha. Oh yeah, y'all crazy. Yeah, y'all need to do a whole new show, man. It's like Sean and Ryan Adventures, <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. like that, man. Y'all, we, we could have a spinoff to the to man, the uh, cinematics of man. Yeah, y'all, right. y'all wild right now. Yeah. <laughs> y'all wild. They did a movie about y'all, man. It'd be some crazy shit. It would be. It would. I gotta tame it down a little bit, trying to find a better half in the dating world. I can't let them listen to some of these old episodes. Oh no. So be. yeah, five. Everybody has a past. It's man. in the past. I'm a whole different person. Totally different person. I wasn't even a bad person then. We just did stupid shit in our young twenties. That's all. You're supposed to do dumb yeah, shit. Very yeah, very true. Sure. I, I I don't do that dumb shit anymore. I find you dumb shit to do, but not like that. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, just like we all grow. Yeah, we all get better. Oh age. for sure, for sure. And, and Ryan, I don't know what the hell's been going on with your life lately, but you seem like you've been. A lot better lately. Yeah, you've been in a better mood. You're a little happier, a little more bounced to your step there. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, still struggling. Yeah, life's a struggle, but yeah, I'm, I'm maintaining. Life has been kicking your ass, man, but every once in a while you can kick life's ass back. There you go. That's, that's all we ask you to do, man. Tax time coming around, man. You get a little bit of change and then save up for the next flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be all right. Like, I know you're going to find that one nail in the road. <laughs> Ain't nobody else found you. This dude's spare tire got a nail in it. <laughs> Shit. It's not an over exaggeration. <laughs> man, I got some bad luck driving. I can oh. totally imagine you changing your tire. You got a flat on your spare. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, it's bullshit. I'm just jumping oh, in the man. river at that point. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, man. All right. Thank y'all, everybody, for tuning in this week, man. Hopefully you had a good time listening to us. And uh, hopefully y'all go out and watch a movie this weekend, man. All right. Go enjoy yourselves. Have a good weekend, guys. See y'all later. All righty. Good night. Later.